Thank you. We're all locked and loaded now. With the latest news. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Racing HQ for another Saturday. I hope you've had a good week. Looking forward to what's going to be a huge day of racing. A big day for the Everest because it's day one of the Everest Carnival. It commences officially today out there at Randwick. And this shorts, the short stakes today, boy, what a race it is. Uh, Marzu is the only slot holder in the race. In secret there with the likes of Overpass, Lost and Running, Private Eye. It goes on and on. It's a key race uh, for that picture as uh, there aren't too many slots left in uh, the great race, the Everest. So looking forward to that today. Looking forward to the racing in Melbourne as well. We see some good ones down there. Amelia's Jewel, could she be up here in Sydney for a Golden Eagle? Will she end up in a Cox Plate? Who knows? But uh, she's got a lot to overcome today down there. A wide draw and that 1,400 metre start, she's jumping from barrier 14. It's uh, not an easy gate to win from. At that start point, we know she will likely settle back. I was in Newcastle yesterday for their cup meeting. It was a, a great day. Good crowd in attendance, and they back up today with their provincial meeting of a Saturday. The cup yesterday won by military mission, and I'm pleased to say that Adrian Bott will be on this morning's show. Uh, he and Gay, of course, teamed up to win that cup. I think it was Gay's eighth or ninth Newcastle Cup winner yesterday, which is uh, pretty outstanding, and he could be a live chance in the Metropolitan Military Mission. On this morning's show, your track reports, Adrian Botters, I've told you, Anthony Cummings, John O'Shea, Paul Snowden, Joe Pride, all along today after 7 o'clock. I'll chat to Brodie Nixon as well, I'll check in with Dwayne Dow, the CEO up there at Newcastle, to see how everything went from their side of the business yesterday. And uh, we're going to have some fun, as always, of a Saturday. Good to have you with us. Let's kick off our track reports with uh, Michael Wood, who's out there at Randwick for us. He's on the line now. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, Luke. How are things this morning? Yeah, beautiful morning this morning. Uh, there's another cloud in the sky and a little bit fresh, actually. We do have a forecast <clears throat> of around 30 degrees, but, um, yeah, a little bit fresh as we kick off. So we want to hear, though, mate, uh, good weather-wise, uh, a good day weather-wise, I should say. What's Randwick rated this morning? Yeah, good fall this morning. Uh, penetrometer of 5.07 and a going stick of 10, uh, shear of 12. So uh, we had two of uh, Gay and Adrian's go around this morning, Adam Hieronymus and Jean Van Overmeer. Um, and they've just got their toe into the ground nicely this morning. So shows that there's still a nice amount of moisture just to kick off the day. And um, yeah, it should just be a beautiful day. We've had a pretty warm week here in Sydney. We've had no rain. Um, have you had to keep that irrigation up to the track? Yeah, we had that little bit of rainfall at the back end of the week last week uh, on the Friday, which was good. It just sort of topped us up. But um, we've applied four millimetres early in the week of irrigation and then another eight millimetres on, on Thursday. And, look, we had a forecast yesterday of around 27 to 28 degrees, and I don't think we got above 23. So that sort of saved us from having to do any further irrigation. And, um, yeah, as I say, they just got their tongue into it nice, a little bit of moisture there. So um, good forward kick off. What's the rail doing today? Just pushed it out to the, the seven metres from the 1,000 to the winning post and, and four metres the remainder. We only had a, a couple around the back there in the previous meeting, so we left it at the four metres and that extra three metres around the turn and down the straights just got us off all that wear. So they're on a nice clean pad basically there from the 1,000 uh, yeah, all the way home. Um, 
looking forward to it. Are you... What about this smoke haze we've had in Sydney? I mean, this might be a stupid question, but um, it's been uncomfortable for a lot of us in and around Sydney. We know they're they're burning off in areas and and that smoke haze has been sort of hovering over the track and it's been sort of hot, still days without that wind. Um, It's been a little bit uncomfortable, no doubt, for you guys working out there in the open. Yeah, it's sort of hung around and been a little bit hit and miss, you know, to come in in the morning and then blow away a little bit to the afternoon and... I think they stopped all, the, all the, that back burning there on Thursday afternoon. So it has been getting lighter. Um, in saying that, there doesn't seem to be a great deal around the track this morning. There was a little bit driving in, but um, we're supposed to get a, a nor'wester, I think, come through um, around that 11 o'clock mark. So anything that is sort of lingering will, will probably blow back down south and um, we should just be in for a nice clear day. It shouldn't be uncomfortable. It's probably a perfect day to get to the races, I reckon. That sounds good to me. I'll be out there later for Race Connects. Uh, looking forward to a, a function out there later, being a part of it and running a, a punters club for uh, a lot of the young members of that uh, particular group, along with Brodie Nixon and Kirsten Duke. And we'll be uh, certainly enjoying the day's racing because day one of the Everest Carnival today, so it all really starts to crank up now, doesn't it? It does for sure. I mean, you, you certainly know how to enjoy a day at the races. So, um, <laughs> But look, Everest Day, you know, Everest Day is only really a month away, but um, it's a great way to kick off. Obviously, we don't have the Group 1 race on the card today, but um, our fields certainly haven't diminished. And, you know, the quality of horses going around today, especially in that shorts, is uh, almost a mini Everest again. So, um, yeah, I just it's a great way to kick off, kick off on a good four, and, um, yeah, hopefully it can continue right the way through the carnival. Have a great day, Michael. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Luke. All the best. There's Michael Wood, the track manager up there at uh, Ramwick. Looking forward to the day's racing good four, 5.07, that penetrometer. Let's get up to Chris Nation now. Day two up there at Newcastle, a very successful cup day yesterday. How are you this morning, Chris? Good, buddy. How are you? Not too bad, mate. Oh, gee, disappointing, that track yesterday. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> just it's kidding. funny, though. It's really funny because I, I actually rang the steward at the end of the day because I walked it and I thought, geez, they've hummed along on this and... I, after walking, I thought they haven't really got, you know, they, they haven't really got into it. But there's enough impressions here to say that it's, it's definitely not, you know, not firm. And and then mm. Mr. Marshall passed on that, that no, the jocks all said it hadn't got firm. So it was good to see the good horses skip across it. Mate, I was only geeing up. Gee, it played absolutely sensationally. I know they were running time, but gee, they were running on. I mean, we had uh, a Cameron winner come from last, Democracy Manifest. We had horses lead and win. Horses came down the middle of the track. The Cup winner came down the middle, military mission. So, big hats off to you and your team, buddy. Uh, It certainly raced beautifully and it was a super day of racing. How's it sort of pulled up? Because a lot of horses went over it yesterday. Yeah, it looked really good. We've just gone out two metres from the uh, 1400 to the winning post, put two mil of irrigation on just to keep it in that in that range, I actually nearly didn't put any on it, but um, yeah, look, I think it'll play well again. The markings, obviously, the best thing about it is they they did stick tight until straightening, so um, I think they'll be on quite a fresh pad today. But uh, yeah, the boys have done a great job. As I said, they're back moving the rail last night, so all kudos to them. But um, that's our job, mate, as track managers, is just to give us the, give the best. So uh, we all try. No one's doing anything wrong. We just uh, deliver what we can. One of the best tracks in the country, mate. Uh, credit to uh, you guys. Uh, what have you done with that rail? So it's got to go out today? Yeah, going out two from the winning post of the 1400. So just the main, you know, the back straight and the, uh, the turn and the home and the home straight. So just got them off the main running lines. And then obviously once the winning, once you get in the winning pace, we go back into the troops. We've only got the one, um, the one staying race anyway. So, um, yeah, you won't notice it too much, obviously, being the nice big open track. But, um, yeah, it's just gone out the two metres. 
Gee, the town's a real buzz at the moment, isn't it, Chris, with the Knights obviously playing today in that uh, elimination semi-final against the Warriors. I know that the club are going to put on uh, the game there today as well, so there'll be a good crowd in attendance and everyone's up and about up there in Newcastle. Yeah, it's huge, and today is our bigger day, obviously, Ladies' Day, and... Uh you know, as I said, I'm not originally a Newcastle boy. Always been a nice supporter, though. So, good. Um, it's, it's good to see that the town, you know, like it, and it is a real patriotic town. But the people just seem to get behind things and uh, and, and support it. So, um, yeah, we really appreciate everyone getting out and supporting the club. And um, the club is a real buzz. The whole the whole the whole season this year, or the you know start of the season, has been brilliant. So. Um, yeah, if it keeps going this way, it'll be a nice little year for the club. Sure will be. You have a great day, Chris. All right, buddy. Thanks, mate. There he is, Chris Nation, the track manager up there at Newcastle. We'll get to Jim Roberts now, who's in Brisbane for us today. Good morning to you, Jim. Yeah, good morning, Luke. How are you? I'm well, thanks, mate, for asking. Eagle Farm today, how's that track looking of yours? Yeah, no, we're on a good four this morning. Thanks for having a 5.85. Uh, the rail's in the two-metre position. Uh, your lovely coverage of grass on the track this morning. We're... We've uh, roughed about 19 mil of irrigation the last seven days and one and a half of rain. If we haven't had much rain, we need it badly, I think, I think as everybody does. But uh, we've been going through a bit of a drought again here in Queensland. Mm. And, uh, uh, yeah, no, look, the track's in good condition. I had a couple of riders go over it early and they said it felt great, probably just on the softer side of a good fall, which is understandable because it's you know, quite heavy gel on it this morning. But like I said, it's in good, it's in, it's in good form and uh, I think it should race well. And a good forecast today? Yeah, good for yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and what about the forecast, Jimmy? It's going to be dry and, and warm, no doubt? Uh, yeah, what have we got? Uh, mostly sunny day, but a top of 26 degrees and maybe a breeze later on this afternoon. So, yeah, it's fine day. Beauty. No sign of any rug, no sign of rain or anything. So, so yeah, it'll be a good day. Have a great day, Jim. Thank you, Luke. Cheers, mate. There's Jim Roberts up there at Eagle Farm. Does a good job with that track up there, so they've got a good four as well. So if you're just joining us, Randwick, a good four. Newcastle, good four. Eagle Farm in that good four range as well. Finally, we'll get to Morfittville and uh, tidy, up, tidy up on the conditions there today. Uh, Justin Grove is the track manager down there in Adelaide, and uh, we'll get to him in due course. You're on Sky Sports Radio. You can also watch us on Sky Racing this morning. This is Racing HQ Saturday. We'll take a break. Winter is over and spring racing is heating up across the Sunshine State. Queensland will be racing, pacing and chasing for pink this September with the return of Sky Racing Pink Ribbon Race Week. The Pink Field Week is bigger with great racing and fundraising to be held at the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast and Albion Park Brazen Harness. Each code will host its own Pink Ribbon Race feature, raising vital funds in the fight against breast cancer. Don't miss the action as our industry supports the National Breast Cancer Foundation. For more details, check out racingqueensland.com.au. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge, plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. The Tab Adelaide Cup, Blue is running, here we go. Stars will be born at the Tab Adelaide Cup. And racing, exciting Group 1 Greyhound racing with live music from Mr Buzzy, food trucks, Tab and Bars trackside, plus free kids entertainment. General admission is with gold coin for a great night out. For more info or to check out the hospitality packages, visit greyhoundracingsa.com.au. See you at the Tab Adelaide Cup, Friday, October 6th from 5.30pm. Think of the people who need your support. Gamble responsibly. 
need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand. With a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Very good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Racing HQ on your Saturday. We're about to have a chat to Brody Nixon. He's found a few trial horses for us. Good morning to you, Brody. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, everyone. How are you this morning, buddy? Yeah, very, very good. It was a fantastic night of football last night. Oh, and, uh, game. Heading, heading trackside today. I can't wait to be there at Randwick. Looking forward to being out there with you. Uh, we are uh, helping out with Race Connects. We'll be up there at Randwick running a, a punters club. So everyone who's coming along, look forward to catching up with everyone later and enjoying the day. Um, mate, pressure will be on you. I'll just be shouldering the blame if things go pear-shaped. <laughs> Oh, that's right, mate. <laughs> I'd love to have a It's a tough card too, so it's going to, especially those quaddy leagues, can be very, very tough. We'll find an angle. Uh, last night in the NRL, by the way, punters, uh, Melbourne Storm 18 beat the Roosters 13 in an absolute cracker. Storm scoring a late try to uh, to win that one in the dying minutes. Uh, you've got a couple of trial horses today. I'll start in Melbourne. You've got King's Gambit going around in race number four. Yeah, race number four, horse number three. This horse could not have trialled any better. He's going extremely well. He's still doing a little bit wrong in the early stages in his first trial. He just threw his head out, head up a little bit. And his latest trial wasn't really his fault. He just knuckled down at the start. And apart from that, they went quick and he really thrived off the fast pace. He trucked along behind the speed as we pick up the replay for Sky 1 and STC viewers. He peels off the back of Marzu and he lets rip in the white cap with a really impressive finish in those red and white silks. He's chasing the likes of Hawaii 5-0, Ruthless Dame, Marzu, and also Kaibu, who's all either firm in betting for the shorts or a favourite in the last race this afternoon. It's a fantastic piece of work, and down the straight it should suit him. He was the run of the race in the Golden Slipper for mine. I backed him that day. He's up against the Victorians that have some all right form, but he should be dipping gravy. Speaking of Kaboo, he goes around in race 10 at Randwick today. Yeah, I really like this horse. So for the Bet's Friends followers, jump in the Spy Files Bet's Friends page and we're taking on the traders as well with Kaibu in the last. I think he's going to be really hard to beat. We only had the one run during the winter and that was alongside the very smart Galloper out of the Bourne Baker team. We own a Merck. Now, the market late, he just went from about $2.50 out to three ten in the last couple of minutes. So the market said he wasn't quite ready, but, geez, he was good under a hold here. He just trucked along behind the speed where a few of the other sprinters were asked to finish off. He wasn't. He's going to roll forward. He's going to dictate this race this afternoon from gate number two. There's a couple of horses that have trialled up well or seem to be going all right, but he's got all the upside for mine. Most certainly he does. Um, they're your two trial horses. We've got Kaboo, race 10, Ramwick. Horse number six in Flemington, race four, number three, King's Gambit. And uh, co-trainer of King's Gambit, Paul Snowden, will be on the program a little bit later here on Racing HQ. Have a good day, Brody. Look forward to seeing you out at Randwick later. Thank you, Luke. Pleasure as always. Good on you, buddy. There's uh, Brody Nixon joining us for a chat, as always, of a Saturday morning. 
shortly we'll get to Dwayne Dow, the CEO up there at the Newcastle uh, Race Club and a great day of racing yesterday. Three features. Democracy Manifest won the camera. I've got to say, career complete now, finally getting to call him in a race winning and uh, that was a, a bit of a thrill for me personally. Uh, one of the best named horses in the country, Democracy Manifest. Absolutely loved that and that was a great ride from Tyler Schiller. Chris Waller won his first Cameron yesterday. Uh, the Tibby Stakes winner, Banana Queen, Karen McAvoy for Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexio and Military Mission was a brilliant cup winner. Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, Rachel King in the saddle. Um, I should have checked this in the break but it was Gay's 8th or ninth uh, cup winner. I'll confirm that for you at some stage during the show as to how many Gay's won but um, uh, he looks a real metropolitan type, does Military Mission. Dwayne Dow, the CEO's on the line. G'day Dwayne. Yeah, good morning, Luke. Mate, a big day yesterday. Uh, it was uh, a lot of fun to be there trackside. We were there in the morning for Racing HQ with the radio, and then it just really started to build by the time the first rolled around. Looked like a good crowd of punters out there enjoying the day. Yeah, it certainly was, Luke. Got, got the same size crowd every bit as much as last year, which was fantastic. And uh, as you just mentioned, three um, great winners in those three group threes, Democracy Manifest and Banana Queen were particularly Mm, absolutely, Dwayne. How was the turnover on the meeting? It uh, was great to have the likes of Damien Oliver out there uh, yesterday, Ben Mellum from Melbourne adding a, a bit of interest to the meeting. Unfortunately, Ollie, he couldn't sort of get warm in the features, but uh, no doubt having those calibre of jockeys and a lot of our good Sydney riders, McAvoy, etc., up there, that, that certainly helps. Oh, we might have just lost Dwayne there, actually. We'll just see if we can re-establish that line, but... Um, it was good to see Ollie trackside. Went went down and uh, shook the great man's hand yesterday. I hadn't met uh, Ollie before, and he just, I think, Barry has crueled him. He drew 20 on Carlapur and the cup. He jumped from 16. They start 16 from that 2,300-metre start point, and uh, he was just too far back, wasn't he? Uh, he couldn't get into the race. Chris Lees is other runner. Uh, Cleveland, he suffered a similar fate. Oh, I wouldn't drop off him, punters, by the way, Cleveland. Uh, he just got too far back, and uh, I know the winner came from sort of three, four pairs, but the other horses that filled the placings, they were right up on top of the speed yesterday, so I do feel that... The, the back markers, they were uh, certainly out of play there. Duane, as you rejoin us, I was just asking about the betting turnover. Was it pretty strong yesterday on the meeting? Yeah, it was. And, and it has been here at Newcastle the last couple of months. There was a bit of a lull, you know, during the autumn. But um, it certainly has picked up the last couple of months. So it's been really encouraging. And, uh, you know, for, for a day like that, you would expect that wagering to be very good. And it certainly did, um, you know, was up to that level from last year. It's on again today, Ladies' Day there. Yeah, big day, and, and we'll probably get another 1,000 on top of what we had yesterday. It's, uh, mm. it's always the bigger of the two days in terms of attendance, and uh, yeah, plenty going. Fantastic, mate. Well, uh, good luck with the day today, Dwayne. Uh, it was good to be up there again and look forward to seeing the second day unfold. I know that they'll show the Knights game there as well for people who want to catch that, and I hope the day goes off well. There he goes, Dwayne Dowell, uh, the CEO up there of the Newcastle Jockey Club. Good to have a chat to him this morning. And just checking on Gay's um, Newcastle Cup winners. Uh, she won it, of course, this year. That was the eighth win in the race for Gay with Military Mission. Won it in 2019 with Hush Writer. Uh, Broadside won the race back in 1718 uh, that season. Then we go back to Glen Cadam Gold, who won it in uh, the 2012 season. Um, Strata Fortress in 2010, Bianca in 08, and uh, in 01, uh, Agen Court Express. So uh, Gay's been uh, pretty prolific, hasn't she, in uh, the Newcastle Cup.
We'll get to uh, Liam O'Keefe now, who's the manager down there at the Flemington track and a big day of racing ahead there. Good morning to you, Liam. Morning, Luke. Big day ahead. No doubt you're excited, buddy. Yeah, great day ahead. Cracking race day uh, today and we've got perfect weather, so it should be a really good day for everyone. Looking forward to seeing Mr Brightside again too, one of the best horses in the country going around there today. What surface are we going to be racing on, Liam? We're on a good four this morning. The going six, 9.1 overall. The running rail's back in the true position. Nice, fresh cover of grass. We haven't raced for a month, so we've carried out our post-winter renovation and, and it's come back in really good order. The weather's started to improve here the last week and mid-20s today and, and just a moderate northerly wind. How do you think it'll play today? I think it'll play really well. It's in great condition, nice and consistent across, and we've got big fields. That'll generate good speed, and, and the horses should be able to win from anywhere. Some handy ones there today. Mr Brightside, we see this West Aussie mare on the eastern seaboard for the first time too, Amelia's Jewel. Yeah, that's right. Really excited to have her over. She galloped here Tuesday morning. She's stabled here, and, and the camp are really happy with her, and she's got her work cut out. She's drawn mm. the widest gate from the 14 shoot, which is a tricky start to come from back in the field, so... She'll have to be every bit of a superstar she is to get home. Yeah, Barry 14, and it's it's got a shocking record from that 1,400-metre start, that draw. Why is that? Is it just a short run to the bend, or what's what's the thought process there? Yeah, spot on. So it's a short run to the bend, and then it's a gradual turn for about 700 metres. So what you find is um, it, it doesn't generate often a great speed because of that short run to the first turn, horses tend to get in their position quite quickly mm. and then it's a steady run for 700 metres and all of a sudden you're in the straight and it's a 400 metre kick home. So if you're seven or eight lengths off from it, it's very hard to run down. So that's probably our only start here really that's um, adv advantageous to those on speed. The rest of them are, are quite fair, but that, that shoot, it is certainly hard to come from back in the field. Great insight there, uh, Liam. Good luck today. Looking forward to seeing that meeting unfold on a good four. No worries. Thanks, Luke. There's Liam O'Keefe, the track manager down there at Flemington. Good four, going stick of 9.1 for that meeting today and rail true at Flemington today. We'll have a chat to uh, Brett Kavanagh if we can in just a sec. He's got this filly once again, my girl. She's a mare now, four-year-old, four running in the highway, and she won a recent trial by oh, 5.3 lengths there at Scone and defeated a horse called Sumptree, who she meets in today's race again. She's won two out of three, and she looked pretty good in winning her first two starts by margins. They tested her at listed level in the Denise's Joy, and she actually started a 3.70 chance against the likes of Red Card, which went on to win that race uh, that day. So we'll see if we can get Brett for a chat. Uh, big news overnight as well that Craig Williams has been sacked off Giga Kick, and Giga Kick's new rider in the Premier will be James McDonald. Uh, J-Mac, uh, if you haven't caught up with the news, will be the new rider of Giga Kick. The owners were unhappy with Willow's ride first up on Giga, and he's paid the price. A um, lot of chat on Twitter uh, about it last night, a lot of opinion. It's um, certainly been big news this week, but Giga Kick will have a new jockey uh, for the Everest Carnival in James McDonald. And I tell you what, if anything's going to make an ankle heel quickly, $20 million just might make it feel a little bit better. So J-Mac's actually going to come back earlier than he was planning to uh, to ride that horse. Uh, he was originally going to be out I think until a week before the Everest, but the Premier's two weeks out um, from that race. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. You're on Racing HQ Saturday this morning. Uh, we'll get to Brett Devine next. Uh, he's the Head of Broadcast and Communications at the Australian Turf Club, and he'll join us for a chat on this morning's show. Plenty happening. Eduardo is going to lead out the field for the shorts today. We know that he's been recently retired 
what a great horse he was, Eduardo. Still racing at the highest level as a nine and ten year old, and uh, looking forward to seeing him out there today. Um, he's uh, a great horse, and oh, it's good that we can send him off, isn't it? Uh, he can lead out the field for the shorts, and Joe Pride, his trainer, will be on the program. We'll ask Joe about Eduardo's career a little bit later and he'll no doubt have been reflecting on what the horse has uh, done for his stable over the past uh, week or so as he's still been in the in and around the stables, my understanding, still having a swim, still going to, to track work uh, on the odd morning and he'll get a send-off there at Randwick today. Uh, Brett is with us on the line. Uh, good morning to you, Brett Devine. Yes, good morning to you, Luke. Good morning to all the punters and what a war horse he is and was, mm. Eduardo, on the track. And uh, he is just one of many, many, many highlights and things going on today as we launch this spectacular $87 million Sydney Everest Carnival. What a carnival it's going to be. Uh, a lot of prize money up for grabs. Um, these good horses in the shorts today, no doubt, they're trying to make their case to be picked for the race. Marzu's the only horse with a slot. We would think that in secret uh, is is likely for Godolphin. They might go with Cylinder, but if she runs well today, it'd be hard to say no to putting her in the race. So we'll see how that unfolds. And I, I know there's some special offers for ATC members who are heading out there today and across the carnival, Brett. Look, exactly that, Luke. And you've touched on what a program that is. I know it's the official start, but the last few weeks have been just carnival-like themselves, but what a program to get out there to Royal Roundwick today if you're a general admission customer. Of course, there's all free travel included in your ticket, so you, you just jump on the train, show your ticket, jump on the light rail that gets uh, to you straight to the course there, and of course, the wink stand for all general admission customers as well, that's all included in your ticket. So, $50 million public stand, it does not get any better than that. There's hot dub time machine after the last race. So the whole race day experience, Luke, for those general admission customers uh, is absolutely sensational. It's value-packed all through the day from getting on the train through the gates right till the end of it. But we also just wanted to mention some special offers for members. Very appreciative of our members at the ATC. Of course, this is their time to celebrate a carnival. So a few things there today, and lots of these stuff and other things will happen as the carnival rolls out. But from 12 to 1 o'clock, um, through our fabulous sponsors, James Squire, $8 beer and ciders. So great value there. Any member that goes to the races today, Luke, automatically gets a complimentary member's guest ticket to either next week's uh, Golden Rose, the Tab Epsom, or the Tab Everest Day. So another extra ticket there to bring family or friends. And all through today, Luke, anyone that's on course, again, by scanning their card through the gates, they automatically go into a member's draw. There's lots of prizes on offer, food and beverage vouchers, a $250 cash prize, even inner sanctum tours and complimentary bowls of Mount Chandon. So if you're a member at the ATC and you're there today, all of those extra benefits come your way as you get to... Watch with everybody else some world-class racing. Absolutely, and it, it is world-class at a world-class race course as well. The facility is just some of the best uh, anywhere. Now, this uh, speaking of which, uh, the new big screen, it's been uh, undergoing some remedial work and it's in action now. Yeah, absolutely. Another uh, benefit coming to the races today and obviously ongoing now for the rest of the carnival. But that is a 450-square-metre infield big screen, Luke. The whole thing is brand new. It's all been replaced, 2 million pixels right across it. And so you're going to see some <laughs> some amazing uh, action and graphics bursting to life uh, with that brand-new technology. We're going to have enhanced uh, wagering displays all through the day. Uh, we're going to update weather and track information and involve all of our partners through the race day as well. So really something special to look forward to as you go out to Royal Railway today. That screen will turn it on uh, 
at about 11 o'clock uh, and show everybody in full glory uh, how it's going to look. But what a, an extra and massive investment that is from the ATC for all the punters and for members to enjoy uh, watching these great horses. Absolutely, Brett, and uh, the race callers will be pretty happy as well. Won't be any excuse for getting the numbers wrong across the line or anything like that on that new screen. Absolutely. Well, I'll leave that to the experts like Flynn Dell and <laughs> yourself, but uh, look, um, you will be spoiled for choice there in terms of the technology. <clears throat> As I say, Luke, 2 million pixels, and we've actually been able to install it in time for the Sydney Everest Carnival. With a bit of luck, Real Madrid, I believe, was going to take some of the uh, the technology, but the ATC got it first, so we've uh, trumped them before we start the Sydney Everest Carnival. How good's that? I love that. Uh, flying at the ATC, getting ahead of Real Madrid, that's when you know you're airborne, Brett. <laughs> Well, I hope so. I mean, I'm no soccer fan, but I'm a race fan, so I'll just take what I can get. Ah, Real Madrid, who are they? Never heard of them. Uh, You've got some news on the Equimillion as well for us. Yeah, look, uh, we keep saying there's so much going on today, not only just with that world-class racing, but after race four today, a display with Racing New South Wales with their fabulous program, Equimillion, which, of course, allows retired racehorses to continue uh, a new career uh, in dressage and in equestrian and show jumping. And from the 50 to the 150 metre mark, we'll set up a, a few little hurdles on the Kensington track and you'll see some of those retired racehorses go through their paces. So that's a fabulous display uh, there today. And, of course, the big Equimillion event comes up on the long weekend uh, in Sydney as well. So um, everybody can see these great athletes, uh, as I say, trying a new career and enjoying and extending their working life. And uh, that'll be a great uh, addition after race four. Just make uh, sure you're perched up there. You'll see it on that new big screen, but you'll also be able to see it live on the Kensington track. That's fantastic, mate. It's a great concept. Looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds. And as we said at the top, uh, Eduardo, he'll lead the field out for the shorts today, which is fantastic. Uh, It'll be great to see him out there as he transitions into his new life uh, in retirement, this great horse. Yeah, what an absolute, as we said, uh, what a champion he's been for Joe Pride and his connections and leading out an absolute stellar field. They might have to, uh, to, to rein him in a bit, Luke. You might oh. want to jump out there and get amongst it. But, look, we've been talking with Joe and the connections have been very gracious with that. Joe's also indicated, as you touched on with Eduardo, still in the stable. Like, mm. He just loves stable life so much. He may be there on Winner's Stakes Day as well uh, at Rosehill Gardens in a month or so, two, or two months' time. But also... Uh, Chris Waller and the connections of Nature Strip too have been very generous in saying that they uh, are hoping that they can bring him to Tab Epsom Day. So he would lead the Premier Stakes field out on Tab Epsom Day in a fortnight. Uh, another one of our great sprinters, probably one of the best we've ever seen, certainly in terms of prize money, but three TJ Smith stakes and, of course, that victory overseas. So Nature Strip on Tab Epsom Day, uh, like Eduardo today, is an added attraction for everybody on course that loves to see these magnificent animals. Absolutely. Um, and, of course, those two horses, uh, Nature Strip won the shorts last year, and Eduardo, he won it two years ago in that memorable race, uh, the shorts with Nash on board for Joe, and that was a great battle in the 2021-22 uh, season. Appreciate your time this morning, Brett. Uh, big day of racing ahead and a big carnival as well. Day one of the Everest Carnival today, and we're all excited. Yeah, good on to you, Luke, and the... What a day it is, uh, and beautiful, beautiful Sydney spring weather coming. So the track in perfect condition. Well done to Michael Wood and his team there. They've just kept that irrigation right on the mark. It's a good four, probably improving slightly to be the best part of a good four. So you could not have it in any better condition. The weather's there. 
all those benefits that we've spoken about for members and general admission customers are there and the best horses in the world are there. Uh, good luck to all the punters. There he is, Brett Devine, Head of Broadcast and Communications at the Australian Turf Club. It's Racing HQ on your Saturday. Plenty more on this uh, program. If I can spit it out on the other side. Introducing the Car Sales Car of the Year, the all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6, Car Sales Car of the Year. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. 24-hour fold cover for 24-hour-a-day peace of mind. Options for life-saving surgery cover and the extended fold policy until the 2025 yearling sales, all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. Sports Report. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket? And the... Sorry, but our national sport no. is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby no, league. Cricket was played first. Soccer's played the most. No, but... The, well, the world would argue yeah. it's swimming. It's so small that we yeah. Cricket is our sport, and it's all better on the tab app. Tab. We're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Sydney Everest Carnival arrives in style at Rose Hill Gardens for a golden day of Group 1 racing. Featuring the $1 million Kia Golden Rose Stakes. Revel in a dazzling kaleidoscope of fun, food and fashion. Kia Golden Rose Day, September 23 at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management gives you the skills for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Open up unique opportunities across the world in racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health and marketing. There are even pathways to higher academic study. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine to discover why our students have such impressive employment prospects and love this course so much. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? And we're getting close to action now. They're all set. Signal from behind. There's the light. All clear. Racing now. Racing HQ. Racing HQ. Very exciting filly. Saturday racing with trainers and jockeys. Proud of the horses. When last start was unbelievable. He travelled really nicely. He's just a fantastic racer. Plus all the form for today's feature race meetings. Here's your host, Luke Marlowe. Yeah, good morning, punters. Good to have you with us for Racing HQ Saturday. I hope the start to your morning has been a good one. Looking forward to a big show today. We've got uh, the shorts to unfold. What a field. You can make a case for nearly all runners in that race. Uh, Private Eye, he's back at the races. So is Lost and Running. In Secret is there. So too is Remark. It goes on and on. Overpass. Marzu, who's already got an Everest slot. They'll all be looking to uh, really showcase themselves. We know Marzu's locked in, but all other horses trying to get into the Everest. It is day one of the Everest Carnival today, and news on that overnight. Giga Kick has a new jockey, Craig Williams has been sacked off Giga Kick by the ownership group and James McDonald is the new 
jockey on Giga Kick, and he's set to run next in the Premier. So big news on that front overnight in the NRL, the Roosters. Uh, they went down to the Storm in a thriller last night in that semi-final clash in the dying minutes. Melbourne able to uh, pinch a late try to win that one. Good to have you with us. Uh, big day ahead, of course. The Knights play the Warriors a little bit later on. I was in Newcastle yesterday for their cup meeting. Great day up there, and uh, we've got uh, their second day. It's Ladies' Day up there today. They'll be showing the football too, live at uh, the uh, race course and uh, the Knights play a little bit later, so they've got a provincial meeting there as well. Before we get into uh, our other guests this morning, Brett Kavanagh has been good enough to join us on a Saturday morning. Good morning to you, Brett. Good day, Luke. How are you this morning, buddy? Yeah, good, thank you. Looking forward to seeing this uh, mayor resume today. Once again, my girl in the highway. She's a, a recent trial winner. Are you happy with her preparation? Yeah, I'm pretty excited to... To uh, see her go to the races, she loaded up this morning. She was nice and sassy, but wanted to have a bite and a push and a shove, carrying on like a colt, so she's ready to go. Is that typical for her? Yeah, you learn a lot about them, I guess. It's only her second race in prep, but, um, you know, I'd be a little bit scared about travelling her down there today. It's probably the only question mark, but we sent her over to Ballina. So she's had a few truck trips and whatever. It shouldn't affect her too much, but she loaded up in really good order. Yeah, we sort of forget that, don't we, that she's never been away from home, has she? No, she hasn't, you know, and she's, she's a bit of an odd one, I guess, you know, track record, five lengths, and then got beat, what was it, three or four or five lengths or something in a stakes race on a heavy track, end of the prep, um, ridden very close to the speed. So, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. She had a soft trial, and then Mitchell rode her the other day, and sort of never got out of second gear on her. I was pretty happy with that. Um, but she's, she'll strip very, very fit. The punters will want to fit anyway, but look at the market. Yeah, gee, wow, she's short now, isn't she? I mean, is that unexpected for yourself, or do you think she's deserving of a favourite tag, considering she did go around 370 in a listed race last preparation? Exactly, I guess that, that adds it all up, you know, what you just said then. She went around 370 in listed. But look, we've got a pretty big following of horses when they're trialled up and they're fit, you know. Sometimes guys go, oh, you've backed them, you've backed them. You know, it's not my money sometimes, it's just the punters following the stable, you know. Yeah, spot on. Um, I don't know, a bit of a coincidence, I guess, but um, it's me this day three years ago, pretty much to the date. It was September 19, 2020, that she won a highway before winning the Kosciuszko. So the timing's there for this girl. If that opportunity arises, would you would you take it? You reckon I'm tracing, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, absolutely. We would. Of course, we'd, we'd have a, a really long think about it, but, you know, we've got to get today out of the road. You know, she'll, she'll, I don't know what they'll do today. They'll go quick, you know, with it. they'll bring themselves undone if they try to take her on because she's, she's just super quick, you know. But uh, it'll be up to Kieran. I just needed a rider with, you know, good posture and, and an old head on his shoulders, you know, and I, I just went for Kieran. He's, he's been there at a high level. He's got a pretty good resume, you know. So um, he was available, and I thought, well, bingo, we'll take him. Obviously, I wanted Colette, but he was booked for a horse in the Kosciuszko and mm. with a bit of forward thinking. I said to Askins, well, you know, I want a double whammy. If we win today and go to Kosciuszko, we'll cure and stick with us. So that, that's the plan. Good luck with it today. You've got a number of other runners uh, spread across the place. Anything else we should keep an eye on today? Uh, the horse in the Super Maiden at Newcastle has been working the place down. He's had two nice trials and... Um, the further he goes, the stronger he gets, and he's worked Starry Jack, so he's primed, ready to go, unless there's a smoky there from one of the city stables that's trialled up that I haven't seen. Um, he'll be a good chance. Starry Jack. Good luck today, Brett. Thanks for joining us. See you, bud. There's Brett Kavanagh running uh, once again, my girl, in that highway today, 
and uh, looking forward to seeing how she goes. She's a really promising type and she just might be pretty good, guys. So uh, with only two slots left in that Kosciuszko, she'll look to try and put her hand up today. Ron Duffy about to join me. Our team in studio will let us know when the Duff's there and he is there so we can say a very good morning to him. How are you this morning, Ron? Yeah, can't wait for it, Luke. Um, the sport is alive and well in, in uh, Australia at the moment oh. and uh, obviously the NRL one point, the ARL one point and the ATC gets to put on a show today with these lovely horses and I'm sure there's going to be just as much excitement there today. A day for Eddie. This is Eddie's day. Yep. He's um, he's won a shorts. He, he was second to, I think he beat Nature Strip in the shorts and I think he ran second to Classic Legend in another one. Um, so it's a day we celebrate a a magnificent horse who's, uh, who's, who's put a lot of smiles on people's faces. Very well said, Duff. Uh, the winner of nearly $8 million in prize money, a 12-time winner. He won the shorts two years ago, and you mentioned that clash with uh, Nature Strip. He, he beat Nature Strip two years ago, and Nature Strip, of course, won it last year. Um, on sort of Everest news and Nature Strip news, well, we know he won't be there in the Everest, but his jockey will be, uh, all going well, James McDonald, uh, and he's got a new horse. Well, he's... Uh it's a, that's amazing. There was whispers going around all week that he was the man, but uh, they've locked him in, mm. and he's uh, yeah. Well, it's a, a shock, but um, I suppose they what the old saying: uh, the owners pay the bills, and they get to select what they want to do. So, um, that's very unfortunate, for Craig Williams. I would have thought. It's um, it's a funny one. It's, it's created a lot of chat on Twitter overnight and social media, people wanting to have their opinions, some saying it's really harsh on Williams, and uh, that's no knock on J-Mac. I mean, he's not going to knock back the ride on Giga Kick, is he, uh, if he's offered it? So it's not, not, not up to him. But uh, one thing I'd say is we don't want um, owners or trainers or anyone to feel like they can't come out and say what they like uh, to an interviewer, and we want them to come on air and voice their opinion. But you've got to be careful... Uh, in how you, you come across, Ron. Um, I, I mean, Rocket probably would, if he had his time again, he wouldn't have used the words he did uh, to vent his frustration uh, because it, it was probably wrong what he said. But uh, we certainly don't want trainers or owners to feel like they can't come on the air and, and have a chat to us. But you've just got to be careful, don't you? Well, it's the way we live in these days. It's a hard the old school. You know, you've got to think twice before you say things, before you write things, uh, before you do things. Um, that's the way we live these days, and you'd be called out if you're not. So, um, yeah, I slip of the tongue. I think, you know, mm. really, it's a, they're, they're making a mountain out of a molehill, and even Craig would know that. He's been around long enough to say, you know, I've copped worse than that before. And, um, yeah, it was a slip of the tongue, and I think it's been an overreaction. You surprised he was sacked, Williams? Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He'd done so much good on that horse. But, like I said, it's not our decision. It's not my decision. It's not your decision. No, exactly. It's not the people on Twitter or, or Facebook or whatever it is decision either. Um, everyone's allowed to have an opinion, but the opinion lies with the owner who's, um, who owns the horse and, and pays the bills. And I said it on the program earlier, um, James is going to come back a little bit earlier than he was originally going to as he nurses that fracture in his foot. But I guess if anything's going to make a foot heal quickly, Duff, it'll be $20 million in a big race. He won't feel a thing. He won't feel a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our first guest this morning, Anthony Cummings, who's been good enough to join us. How are you this morning, Anthony? 
Morning, very well, thank you. You must be excited with uh, day one of the Everest Carnival today, and you've got some nice stock in the stable, uh, particularly Cote, who we see resume today. Um, he's been a handful for you, hasn't he, this horse, to try and get him to settle down, Anthony? Yeah, it's been a challenge, um, albeit he's run a few along the way and made some money for his owners, so he's not been a bad result at all, and the promise is still there once the penny does drop, uh, that he'll make it to a, top, uh, to a higher grade. Yeah, well, you've worked on him. He, you've given him four trials, so he must be doing well, Anthony, in, in the stable. Yeah. Uh, I suppose in the middle part of the, the preparation, perhaps not quite as well as I would have liked, but in the last couple of three weeks, he's, he, uh, he's been good. Uh, you know, his work's been fine. Um, his coat's come good, and, you know, as you say, he's, he's eating quite well. So, uh, pleased with the progress, and happy to see him at the track today. It's not only a lovely race for him, it's a beautiful draw. So I remember at Rose Hill he had barrier one one down, no, he didn't have any luck, but he, he seemed to settle okay behind the leader that day, yeah. even though a little aggressive, he was all right. Yeah, I, I think he will settle. Uh, you know, he's had to get back off wide gates a few times, and once he's gotten back, he has settled. Um, but he needs to find uh, a backside pretty quickly uh, from uh, his barrier today. That would not be an issue. Yeah, so you're pleased he's, uh, he, he presents ready to run well? Yes. What about Miss Caver? Um, look, uh, might have a little bit more upside than these. She, I thought she was very good against the bias the other day. Yeah, I thought the run was great. Uh, the um, uh, first up win was exceptional. Um, just a, a really promising mare. Um, the, uh, the barrier is an issue for her today, I don't think. She's scratching already. She comes in one or all thereabouts. But uh, I think for her, she just needs a bit of room. And from there, she'll get it. Um, and just hope, hopefully the, the pace is such that she can, you know, be uh, effective in the finish. But she'll certainly be hitting the line very strongly. OK. All right. Well, let's hope uh, a couple of good chances here today. Hmm. He's crossed. Good on you, Anthony. Have a good day, mate. Uh, Anthony Thank Cummings you. there. Um, he's, uh, this mare, Miss Coover, too, Duff, just adding a little bit more to her. Um, gee, she's, she's come a long way quickly. She's a lightly raced four-year-old mare, only had the three starts, so Anthony's done a good job in managing her. But we've got to remember, too, that uh, she was sort of three wide with cover in that Kensington race last start, and that was the Dynamite Leaders track. So for her to make ground and make it from the back out wider on the track was a big effort, Duff. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And they're all, they're all. There's a few tipping tropical squall to win the, one of the features today. And uh, her run, considering circumstances, was every bit as good. And to his years with fifty-two and a half in a, a midway. Mm, exactly right, uh, Miss Coover. Look forward to seeing her in action today. John O'Shea is our next guest this morning on Racing HQ. Good morning to you, John. Morning, Lukey. How are you, mate? Very well, mate. Thanks for your time. I know you spoke to Dave Stanley on his uh, midweek program earlier in the week, but it's great that our weekend audience can hear your thoughts on what's a big day for you. Are you happy with all runners, and will they all line up today? Yeah, mate. Yeah, no, no. Um, we're happy with the horses. I would have preferred a few better gates, but um, the horses are in good order, you know. Lost and running, John. He, you had to be excited with his trials. He's just looked so, so happy and well. Yeah, no, sort of worked hard at sort of getting him back to where we know he can be. Off obviously a negative campaign, you know, as a result of those really heavy tracks in the autumn. So um, he's in great order, right? He's, he couldn't be happier with him. Okay, any set plan here? It's, there's not speed in numbers, and I'd, you probably don't want to fire him up first up. But I don't know what you're thinking as far as tactical tactical moves here. Well, I think the key, if you go back and watch Huey on him last year in the same race, 
You know, he was three wide, but just in a good rhythm. And the key today would be to just get in a good rhythm wherever that is. Now, if uh, we end up either outside the waterhouse horse or following the waterhouse horse, that'll be fine, you know. And so it's not, it's only, you know, one turn. Um, and he's just a horse that needs to get into a good rhythm and have plenty of room. And, and wherever that is, well, that'll work it out, you know. Okay, so you're happy with um, everything as far as his fitness levels? I suppose you, you, it's it's there out there. He's had his two trials. It's eleven hundred, so he's got to be yeah, ready, yeah. ready to run well. Yep. Uh, uh, we need, well, we need him to run well, Ron. You know, we yeah, need of course. Of yeah. course. Um, Strombus, uh, doing a really good job in race four. He's won three city races for Connections his preparation. Yeah, no, he's, he's just going so well. Um, but, you know, I just thought he mapped ordinarily on a day where rail at seven, you know, I just think it's going to be an advantage to be, you know, up there and in and, and he ain't going to be there. So, uh, but he, he's going well. He needs to run. And he'll give a good account of himself. And then see, we might end up at uh, Coon Amble with him trying to qualify him for the, the dance. Well, are you going to drive there yourself or? Well, I went last year, to be fair, and had fair a lovely day. Yeah. Did you, did you so, drive? So, uh, no, actually I didn't, Ron. I'll mess up with you. <laughs> Mac, Mac and Huey and I spent the day up there and uh, with a few others. It was a good day. Good Take the chopper, there. Johnny. Take yeah. the chopper. Uh, Benno, <laughs> Benno he, he found his winning form after a freshen. He, he presents well here. I thought he was over the odds. Well, funny I say that I, Ron. Um, thought uh, he's going to map really well. Uh, he's just going to lob into that sort of front five. Um you know, it was a genuine enough tempo. Um, I think that's going to be important today. And, you know, he, he's run the other day. You know, they're probably not giving him a lot of credit because you know, a few of them dropped out. But the reality is he ran past a horse that was a horse to beat. And, and he thinks he's going pretty well. And he's trained on nicely since his why and win. OK. Captain Amelia, the bias was against the last start. Do you, do you think she'll get better over further? Yeah, for sure. And the bias will be again her again today. But it's just the right lead up for where she's going, and um, you know she, she's she's a really good filly. Showed that last season, the form out of those that Percy Sykes is really good, and she was very unlucky there. And as the races get longer, she's going to get more effective. But you know she's got a prohibitive gait today, and but she's one you keep an eye on because as soon as she gets circumstances to suit, she's going to put her hand up. You know. Okay, where is she going? Where were you thinking? Later she'll go the flight stakes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Diamel looking for improvement at a mile with the run under his belt now? Yeah, yeah, look, here's another one. It's interesting, you know, the first run out of the tramway yesterday was Chris Sauce in the race at Newcastle and he bolted up, you know, and he ran fourth last at tramway because he went back, same as us, went back to last. Um, they walked and brushed home on a, on a day it was hard to make up ground. So today's a different scenario. You know, he, he maps really well. He's going to lob in the first five or six. Um... And, he, you know, he's been just going really well. If you go through his trials, he's in great form. And I just disregard the tramway run and, and go on what you know he's capable of and he'll give a good account of himself. What about these two horses in the last? Bizarro rarely runs a bad race uh, at Ramwick. And here I am with the blinkers back on. Yeah, look, we're, we're happy with both horses. But I would think, you know, the, the way the machinations of the race is going to come out... Um, It'll be very difficult for them. But, again, if you just keep an eye on them, the day they lob into a race where they, they get circumstances sued, Pizarro particularly, you know, like once he loves the six at Randwick um, and uh, he, he's trialled up beautifully, he looks magnificent and he's going really well. But, you know, I think he's going to be, you know, 
at least in the back half of the field and, uh, you know, it's just going to be very difficult for both. Mm-hmm. I get a feeling that uh, you're like a lot of people thinking this seven metre rail drive track is going to be hard to make ground. I just think, well, the history says that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, it's just reality, so you've you got to take your medicine, your horse has still got to run and... Um, you know, it's, it is what it is like in terms of the rail has to be there because they're protecting it for the later in the spring, so um, it'll advantage some horses. But later on in the season, you know, you can, you'll can you be able to forgive horses, you know, and they're going to win at big prices because they're going to get circumstances to suit them that, you know, not suiting them today. Exactly. Saltair at Flemington, race six. She's tried well and she's got some solid two-year-old form lines. Yeah, she's ready to go. We sort of... Um, Made sure we give her a good foundation going into the race. Uh, she maps well in the back of Estriella, so, um, you know, that Libertad form's really strong. I was a bit disappointed when she didn't run past him in the kindergarten, but then he came out once at 10 Dominico, so I was probably a bit harder on her. So uh, she's there to run well. It's 1100s right up her alley, and uh, she's fit and, and travelled down really well. Okay. Talk to me about your Cafe Millennium on target for the champion stakes. And can we add Ravello? Jeez, well, he impressed me at Kembla the other day. Yeah, both horses are just going to go through the conventional pile. We, we really like both. Um, they'll just go to the Dulcify next uh, Saturday week. And, uh, you know, um, we'll probably end up throwing a set of blinkers on Cafe in the Dulcify and, and just get him to travel mm. a little better. But um, he's a talent and... You know, as we said at the start of the season, you know, you, you can't um, make an assessment of him until you see him in a mile of ramic. And then when he's done that, well, then you'll sort of see where he fits in, you know. And the other horses will probably... Ravello sort of travels. He's got a bit more race sense about him. Uh, he'll run 10 furlongs on his ear. Um, and he probably got, you know, away with one on Saturday last week where he wasn't quite ready. So when horses are doing that, it's sort of a good indication they're going somewhere. Mm. A good time of year for the trial for everyone. It's an exciting time. The couple of two-year-old trialers on Monday, so have you learn more about where you're heading with your young ones there. Yeah, no, we've got a couple of really precocious horses this season, so expect them to, to give a good account of themselves, you know. And um, yeah, it's a really exciting time. And I think you know today's race meeting is reflective of you know what a great um, racing season it's going to be because that's a darn good meeting with some really good horses. For sure. Good luck today, John. Cheers, guys. Thanks, John. Have a good day. There's John O'Shea joining us for a chat this morning. Uh, it is exciting duff time of year with these two-year-olds coming back, but just refocusing on Randwick today, I just get the impression and, and the feeling that they're really happy with Lost and Running, and uh, we know he's had a, a checkered last 12 months. He's had the foot issues. Um, he's had the bad barriers. He's had the wet tracks, but um, I feel like they've got him in a pretty good place, and no doubt he's, he's wound up to run a bold race today to try and showcase himself for an Everest. Oh, geez, I think he'll run well. Mm-hmm. I think he'll run really well. Um, wish he, like I said, I wish he had a barrier. But can he slot in? Do you think? Yeah, or... I think. I think if they want to want to be just half aggressive, I think mm. he can. Like he, if it, it, it probably all depends on remark. If he wants to sort of just come back uh, behind overpass and go to the fence, now that's his, then it gives um, lost and running an opportunity to, to seize his opportunity to come across. Yeah. I I sort of, in my head, had him giving up the lead to overpass and just taking his back. They might That might not happen, but I was sort of leaning towards that scenario, Duff, um, because we know the speed that overpass possesses, and uh, I think that they, they like him rolling along in front. But um, how did you see 
that particular part of the race? Did you think Remark might hand up or do you think they might be keen to hold the front with him? No, no, I think they'll hand up for sure mm. because Bjorn, uh, yeah, the, I think they they show their intent with overpass so he doesn't beat a taxi. Some of these races where they they think they they own the lead and want to do anything they want from barrier one, then, you, then the pressure applies. So uh, I think he's got to show intent, Josh, and enough intent to say, hey, I'm not going with you. Mm. And then um, he can get his rest you know, three about 300 metres after the start for 200. So I, that's, I, I couldn't see Remark, it, unless he, Remark wants to do it himself and be aggressive, but I just couldn't see him attacking Overpass there. Mm. Of course, Overpass has drawn gate one, Remark in gate two, and lost and running. He's out in barrier eight in that shorts today. What a race that is. Uh, look forward to chatting about that more this morning on the show. Adrian Bott's on the line now, and uh, Gay and Adrian having a really good start to this season in the metropolitan area. They're currently leading the Premiership with 13 wins from just 59 starters, punching at 22%. As I say, good morning to you, Adrian. It's uh, been a really good start to this season. Yeah, good morning. Thanks, Luke. Yeah, no, um, yeah, happy with the way things are things are going. Kept some momentum through the winter and into the early part of the spring, so hopefully we can uh, maintain that over the carnival. Yeah, you're having an amazing season so far, Adrian, and obviously you've got these nice horses here, but you've got these midweek winners that have got upside that continue through the season going through their classes. Yeah, I guess that over the last year we've been able to gather some nice young stock around us, um, you know, some quality horses that, as you said, allows them to be sort of progressive through through their grades. So, um, yeah, a lot of nice, lightly raced horses, hopefully plenty more upside to come. Um, and if a couple of these uh, older sort of feature horses can, can step up over the car, that'll, that'll be, um, yeah, make for a, a nice season. Well, you know, you, you don't chime in till halfway through the day in the Kingston Town Stakes with the three runners. Nike Jordan second up, Major Beal, 2,000 metres looks better for him, and this very interesting horse just fine. Yeah, Phil, we've got a, a sort of strong hand in, in, in this race. Um, Nike Jordan, he'll look to sort of roll forward, um, still feel he's a bit short of his best, um, sort of just following his previous patterns. So he's opened a good deal of improvement, I thought. Major Beal took a, a great step forward there last start, sort of proven at that sort of, taking that sort of weight for age improvement, which we wanted to see. Uh, he'll be better suited by the 2000. And he's just looked to continue to to really improve. And um, yeah, just finds the interesting runner. He, he was most impressive there, just sitting outside the speed there and quickened away re- really well. So um always sort of thought that the 2000 and potentially further should be he should be better suited to that um so yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting to see him uh, shape up against that that class today and, and and see exactly sort of what what level of improvement and scope there is with him did that did it just find surprise you with the ease of his win the other day yeah probably the ease of the um certainly the dominance of the win it, it, it did um he'd been He'd obviously shown sort of some some good speed and thought he trialled up well and and was seemed a lot more forward than some of the traditional Europeans were sort of had through through the stable. So there was some early signs there, but uh, to to do that at his first start um, at that sort of trip and, and and with sort of the the ease and dominance that that certainly sort of caught me off guard a little. Uh, the T Rose Stakes, Autumn Ballet, nice filly. Obviously, excuses last start after a, after winning the Silver Shadow. Yeah, he just got into a difficult um, position in the run and sort of got hampered at the start. So, uh, run probably better than what it reads. Um, you know, I thought she should be suited by the 1400 today. Uh, Platinum Jubilee um, whispers that she might be ridden a little quieter today. 
Yeah, I think that's going to be the uh, the way that we, we look to ride her. Um, obviously, we have an awkward draw there, and stepping out to the, the 1400 for the first time, she's it's been effective ridden that way before and, and obviously sort of want to give her every chance to see out that, that trip so um, I, I think the draws also just give us that opportunity to have to ride her a bit, uh, bit more conservative today. When you look back on it, the two best runs are coming from well back in a gym crack and well back in a magic million so there's probably a good theory in trying that. Yeah, I think obviously a bit of merit to it now as it looks the right setup to, to, to test that again. And yeah, you know, I think there should be even enough speed from um, you know from those on on pace as well that it will make it a nice sort of setup for her to do so. You know what'll happen now, Duff? It'll be a mad leaders track. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but that won't matter with Tropical Squall because she'll be up there and she um, looks. She seems like the stable really like this filly. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there, there seems to be sort of plenty of sort of depth to her and. Um, yeah, it's sort of not easy sort of jumping into that midweek grade and taking on the, the, the older and sort of seasoned mares, even though it's sort of the midweek company. But um, I thought she, she raced very well, uh, open to improvement off that. Um, yeah, I, I think we haven't seen the best of her yet, and she's got a, a nice pattern. So she's one that will certainly um, roll forward and, and put herself on, on pace today. So if the track is playing that way, that'll no doubt suit her. Um, but, yeah, certainly, um, certainly plenty of upside. Hmm. Uh, summer Lovin should eat up 1400 She's She looked like she's been racing that way um, A couple of sort of awkward draws for her Just meant she's been getting um, sort of quite far back in the runs a, a much better draw today And the tempo of a 14 She should be able to naturally just settle closer Not give herself so much to do So um, yeah, expecting her to run a, a bigger, much bigger race Than what the odds suggest um, in saying that, she sort of runs that same style of race on each occasion and sort of made a few excuses. But I do feel this is the right setup for her to sort of stand up and be counted today. Who hmm. um, your Interesting horse. He was good first up. Uh, how's he trained on? Yeah, he was fantastic. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really big run just from an awkward draw. Um, we, we're sort of a bit, bit conservative on him. I think today we can look to be naturally just a little bit more positive, try and take advantage of the draw and Hopefully we're not too far off from being sort of second up and remaining at the mile. But sectionals were very good there. He, he was sharp. Um, so I, I think we've sort of got the horse back to where he um, needs to be and should be. And, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think he's in for a nice campaign. Uh, may be looking for a little bit further shortly. Um, but I think with the right run, he can be effective today. Mm. Why 5 Is he sharp enough for 1,100? We know he's good enough, but is he sharp enough? Yeah, I, I think... We certainly sharpened him up in his, in his latest trial and, and noticed the difference since then. He's really, really switched on, and um, yeah, I think he's going to get the nice, a nice run in the race from from where he's at. Obviously, there should, you know, hoping there's a, a bit of pressure there in front, um, and, and if he's there in that sort of right sweet spot in the run, I, I, I think he can. Um, he'll certainly be strong late for us, uh, but I, I think he's back in good shape. Mm. Converge, you found a lovely race for him here. He's got a bit of weight, but he's just beautifully placed. Yeah, I think that's the case, and um, I know it's sort of been a while since he's since he's won, um, and may sort of read a little inconsistent in, in the form. But um, yeah, some of those races have been excellent, sort of excellent runs in performances in, in weight for age races, sort of you know much stronger than this. So, um, feel he's back in good shape. He's got a bit of residual off that Queensland campaign. Um, Latest trial was probably better than what it looked. Um, yeah, and I feel he's um, yeah, I feel he's coming up well and, and certainly on par with his previous performances. And Kaboo obviously he's had a few issues over the past twelve months, but he's very talented horse. 
Yeah, so he only just sort of had a, a relatively sort of quick turnaround off off his um, sort of recent campaign over the winter. We sort of just had to pull up short there, um, but he's he's back in, in really good shape. I feel um, he's a lot more forward going into this run than, than when we saw him resume over the winter. And um, yeah, obviously he's got to got to improve to to where we want to get him. Um, yeah, he's got to go through the ratings and sort of get um, get up a bit higher in, in, in those ratings points. So um, yeah, pretty important race for him in his next couple of starts. Mm. Um, the Alligator Blood will touch, have to touch on him. He, he should find the fence today, and we know he loves the track and distance. He's uh, he's he's likable there. He certainly is. I think a couple of sort of nice setups for him. Yeah, that um, you know, firstly the you know, the, the tactics of the race and the draw. If he can sort of find that fence and um, yes, yeah, sort of relative to a few others there, I, I think he can run a, a, a really good race tactically there. Um, he does love that sort of trip at Flemington. Seems to be some of his best performances there, and and sort of traditionally second up, he's shown sort of pretty dramatic in, in improvement. I, I thought he ran really well first up, just peaked on his run there a furlong out so um, yeah with that extra sort of fitness um, taken from the run I, I think he can be effective today it's certainly a, a nice setup for him and um, looks a lovely race You've also got Serpentine the instructor introducing and Sicilian what do you think is the best of those? Um, I thought Sicilian was excellent last start um, she's in, in good shape she's probably found a a competitive race here but I've um, been really pleased with what she's been doing at home and um, Serpentine was excellent here um, first up the other day and should should naturally improve off that the format of that's been, been um, you know, pretty good as well so um, he, he's probably still a run off his, his peak but uh, he's, he seems in good shape and you're another one the trials on Monday are always exciting you can look to have some beautifully bred horses there so we'll see what we're working with on Monday I suppose yeah, can't wait. You know, we're in a fortunate position to have the opportunity with a few of those, um, you know, well-bred horses. But, uh, yeah, see him under a little bit more pressure, and that'll be um, certainly very telling. Good luck today, Adrian. Thanks very much. Yeah, before you go, Adrian, um, just got the team of battlers in today. When are you going to produce the good horses? Yeah, it's a privilege to get on and talk about these horses. Oh, great great. Year. It's certainly... Um, it gives you a little spring in the step getting up in the morning, that's for sure. Mate, we love well, hearing just about Just one it. more. One more. Is the, what do you, have you, do you, is, does he your number one seed if he goes well today for the Everest? Um, the Tab Everest High Y 5 Yeah. Um, him him and Alcohol Free are the two horses that we have. Um, they're, they're probably the, got the best credentials. Um, she's, she's coming up great. I've been most impressed with both her trials. She'll run in the Premier Stakes. Um, a, a top performance from Hawaii 5-0 today, so it's all we want to see, um, see him being competitive that he'll improve off that into a race like the Premier uh, and that's sort of probably where he really needs to, to make himself count then, but I uh, want to see him sort of making enough of a statement today to show he's in the mix. Beautiful. And can I ask on Alcohol Free Adrian, I notice in the trials that she's got that tail, she holds that tail up and swishes it, is that anything um, new with her or is that just that's just part of how she gallops? Just I think part of a Part of her makeup, she's got yeah. a bit of a bit of a streak there, a bit of an attitude <laughs> at the time. So okay. uh, I, I think that's part of her makeup with everything that we've done. That's uh, yeah, what we've what we've seen. Are you working her out? Look, I, I, she's in really good shape. I must say, she's in a nice routine. She's happy. Mm. 
and and, and seems to be doing everything right. So, um, yeah, can't can't falter in any way. I find a lot of these American mares have got a streak. You know, it's probably the way they train them. They do a lot of sprint work with them and get them on the track and just let them go. And they've all got ponies. And I, I think they're the hardest horses that to come over to Australia and and work out. From what I've, uh, I've worked out over the years, is that something? Is that fair or? Yeah, no, very fair. You know, particularly they've obviously sort of had those traits and sort of had that sort of grained into them for a lot for a long time. So it's sort of hard to sort of undo that at the stage of their career. But yeah, we work with her. She gets a pony out every morning. Uh, maybe a little bit of the breed. She's, you know, I think a similar sort of sideline to a, a, a mare like we had Conti Partiro and 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 very mm. similar in their sort of quirks and personalities and exactly what you described there. But. Um, you know, she was able to um, perform well and use that to her advantage, so we're hoping we can do the same with her. And last one from me, Adrian. Just a few listener questions on the text line just about the two-year-old trials on Monday. Is there a horse or two in particular that is showing you something at home? Uh, there, there is. Um, I, 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 I like a, a year-long colt by written by called Straight Charge. He's been um, very precocious in, in the jump-outs that we've seen at, at home. Um, I, I think he's sort of probably one of the more more forward colts that we're taking there but we've got I think about sort of 15 trialling um, if we can sort of see um, sort of two colts and Philly sort of put their hands up to, to push on those early races I'll, I'll be very pleased and congratulations on the Newcastle Cup win yesterday too mate uh, with military mission will will he look to target a Metropolitan or something like that yeah Metropolitan has always been his target so um, you know Philly's obviously sort of right on on track with that uh, Rachel produced a gem of the ride there from the gate to sort of get in and um, they looked to run sort of good time, but he was sort of most impressive the way he was sort of able to round them up and um, sort of sprint well at the end and, and a sort of a nice, um, you know, strong tempo there. Great stuff this morning, Adrian. Have a great day. Good luck with all of the runners. No, really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, appreciate your time too, buddy. Yeah, there he is, Adrian Botduff. Very comprehensive with his thoughts. We appreciate his time and what a team they run today. Just some really nice horses, in particular just fine. Um, on the punters panel yesterday, he created a lot of chat and discussion in our Randwick preview. Uh, a few of the boys really think he can make the, the grade here in Australia. Well, he ran faster time and better figures than the Chelmsford the same day, so that's where the market move is. And he's a syndicate horse. I... I on Wednesday, I picked up the fields. I said, "Oh, yeah, I want to be on this. It'll be six or seven, seven or eight dollars." When I saw four sixty to three thirty, I, I had to go elsewhere. Yeah, and I understand. She, she, she just, she's, you know, uh, well, we can talk about it in the preview, but uh, he's uh, likable. I see um, Pericles has come out. I, don't, I was reading between the lines that you didn't have to hit Wade for age with the Epson in mind. It's easy to trial at Wyong on Tuesday, so there's nothing wrong with him. So, and Logan Street Lion has come out there in race three, one of the favourites as well. Okay, thanks for that, Duff. Um, I think Pericles, he, he could well be uh, one of Zach Lloyd's real first chances to knock off a Group 1, um, assuming he, he keeps the ride for that race. But um, he's a he looks a perfect Epsom horse, doesn't he? Getting down in the weights and he can make his own luck. Yeah, yep, he's been specifically set for that. He's got a lovely racing style. Yep. He's had, he hasn't had a gut buster yet. Uh, so, yeah, he, 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 they'll have him spot on for the Epsom. Back soon on Racing HQ. Pick your favourite Kia from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. 
test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. The Tab Adelaide Cup, Lewis running, here we go. Stars will be born at the Tab Adelaide Cup. And racing. Exciting Group 1 Greyhound racing with live music from Mr Buzzy. Food trucks, Tab and Bars trackside, plus free kids entertainment. General admission is with gold coin for a great night out. For more info or to check out the hospitality packages, visit greyhoundracingsa.com.au. See you at the Tab Adelaide Cup, Friday, October 6, from 5.30pm. Think of the people who need your support. Gamble responsibly. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. Up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket. The, Sorry, but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby no, league. Cricket was played first. Soccer's played the most. Yeah, no, but the, the, well, the world would argue yeah. swimming. We, we ski almost as much as cricket. Sport is our sport, and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab. We're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to the show, Racing HQ Saturday. Hope you're having a great morning. Uh, Luke Marlowe and Ron Duffersy with you to start your Saturday. And we're joined by, by our next guest on the line, who is Paul Snowden. How are you this morning, Paul? Good, mate. Yourself? Very well. Thanks for joining us. How's the start to your Saturday been? Uh, pretty good, lovely, lovely morning, um, which always helps, and the working good, so that's a plus. Um, what store did you pull today, Sydney or Melbourne? No, I'm staying home, mate. Um, Peter's gone home to get dressed now, so we'll uh, we'll head down there. Okay, uh, you took Tazarel come out, didn't he? Did he come out this morning? Yeah, he did. Um, just um, we can run him next week. Not, not really, you know. Uh, Aggressive to get him at top, you know, a good level yet. There's still a, a benchmark to win in him yet. He's still learning his craft, and obviously he had those three runs at a mile. He's he's starting to get up in trip. Um, thought it'd be just a nice subtle um, and sort of chance to that take advantage of that 1900 next week, and then we can then we can aim up to something a bit stronger after that. Okay, August Bloom race six um, got a maiden out of the road there at Hawkesbury. Gives the impression. Um, she'll make a good miler probably next time. Yeah, look, it's it's all been about today and, and obviously in a fortnight with her. Um, tick the box, the maiden win, 1,300 out of the way for her. Just wanted to give it a little bit of confidence at a, a mid-trial prep to tick her over in, uh, for this today and really looking forward to see what she can do over seven furlong against these good fillies. Mizzou, um, you happy with his lead-up work? Obviously, he has a slot, and you, you, it gives you the chance to get the timing perfect. Yeah, yes, that's, that is one thing, but you still have to have him quite up to the mark. He's a horse that does take a little bit of work. He's a very tough horse, um, and obviously a few of these have already had a run of their belt. So, um, look, I'm going to say he's still going to run 
I'm anticipating a very forward run from him today, but there's certainly a little bit left in the tank, but he'll run very well. Um, tactically, any, any preconceived thoughts? Oh, we are a little bit dictated to by the draw. Um, mm. Look, I dare say if, if we do go back uh, a little bit further than what we intend to, there's certainly going to be some nice horses in front of us to take us into the race to let us finish off, that's for sure. Okay. My whisper, um, 60 to 1. Um, she's a dual group three winner, two preps back, and uh, dry 1400 first up. She could run a better than that price, suggest, couldn't she? Look, she's trialling excellent, trialling very good. And last preparation, she resumed through those wet track periods where in Sydney where it just wasn't to her liking. She went back to uh, Melbourne and saluted straight away. So um, on, she's an on-top-of-the-ground filly. You're right, she has been trialling the house down. She has drawn a touch awkward, but she doesn't seem to take up much of a position off a good draw anyway. So she'll be ridden where she's comfortable, but hopefully by that time of the day we can see him hitting the line. And, look, she's going to be one of those ones, hopefully. All eyes are on King's Gambit today. Look, everyone's looking forward to seeing him. No no straight experience is the, um, the only question, probably. That's it, Ronnie. I think we're going to find out now rather than later on. Um... I think uh, good confidence if we do decide to go back there later in the year that he has had that experience. Um, look, he's prepped up well. There's no issue with him. He's travelled down great. And we're looking forward to seeing what he can do. Is that little bunny hop at the start of the trials just a one-off or is there any history of that before? There was a little. There was just a little bit of ruckus in there and it affected Marzu actually as well on that occasion. So... I think it was just a little bit of nervous energy on a few runners there. Just got a little bit upset when they popped open, but um, you know he's he's taken no harm from that, and and uh, he usually jumps clean. So once again, Blake's back on him, uh, which he wrote him his initial start down there, which is um, pleasing to see on our behalf. He man's there as well. He's a he was very progressive in two runs last preparation. Honestly, he's a he's a really nice horse, and straight racing should suit him because. He's a very relaxed customer, but once you keep, you know, getting into him and once he starts building into his top gear, he keeps producing and giving giving you more and more under pressure. So I wouldn't surprise, it does not surprise me to see him run well today. I think he will. The setup seems good for him. He'll be back doing nothing, minding his own business, and you'll he'll, he'll look for him later. He'll, he'll certainly hit the line well. Mm. Make a call, race 5, 1400 suits better? Very much so better. I think... Um, he just lost sight of the bunny over over six at Caulfield, which can happen. Um, we all know what he can do once he gets up to seven and a mile. He's going to be better, but at least uh, we'll mark his card a bit more uh, harder today after he has this run. Okay. And King of Sparta's trialling well. Hopefully this run can bring him on for the Sydney Stakes if he's good enough. Yeah, look, he seems to be going well at home. His trials have been good. Um, good conditions to suit. So, again, got leading rider engaged and gives a good confidence to, uh, about today. What about your two-year-olds on Monday? Are they obviously excited to have a look at them? Yeah, look, they're coming up well. Uh, got a good bunch um, going to the trials there. They're all, they're all well in themselves. They've all proved that they're very precocious. They're doing everything right at home, which you need. Um, and that's necessarily what happens. The ones that do the most things right, they're the ones that trial well and, and go to the races and, and race well. So hopefully they can do what they're doing at home. They can they can do that on Monday and then uh, progress to the to the first two old races.
Beautiful. Paul, uh, just out of yesterday, Wallenby, she started favourite in that Tibby. I thought she was going to go bang at the top of the straight. What, what was your takeaway from her performance? Yeah, look, she's not one that you can actually jump and put into a spot. Um, all the good wins that she's had and the good races, she's actually been left alone early and she just comes with one run. A little bit funny there yesterday. There didn't seem to be a lot of horses making up a hell of a lot of ground, but I don't know. I just thought maybe she might have been just a tag close for her, travelling a little bit too 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 close for her, and she just had just took a shine off a finish. I understand. Good luck with them all today. Good on you, mate. Thank you. There he goes, Paul Snowden Duff. Um, big day for the stable, particularly with King's Gambit. I mean, uh, is he a cool more horse? Could he um, get a phone call from a slot holder if he bolts in today? I guess all doors are open for a nice colt like him. I think they just got to get today out of the road. Um, geez, trialling well, isn't he? Oh, super. Yeah, he's unbelievable, yeah. He's um, a funny horse. He's he... done it to me before, though. I mean, yes, yes, yes. However, like, his slipper run was good, and we just don't know, do we? These horses that were good two-year-olds, they've got to come back and show us that they've made that further improvement at three, Duff. Look, he was in a lot of races that were stop-start as a two-year-old, and the two fast races he got in, he was outstanding, including the slipper. So I think that's the key to him, getting, uh, getting him into a, a proper race. You've got the lottery of straight racing. Um, he's drawn an inside gate. You yeah, just I hope, hope that. that. I hate that. Uh, you don't like the inside there at Flemington? Uh, look, I just I just don't know what to think of it. Oh, you, yeah. You'll have a bet with confidence, and then the pattern's against you, or the horse doesn't get in the straight. But, boy, I could bet right up on him today if if he'd already had a run down the straight. You know, $3.60 or something. I could mark him even money there. Wow. I guess I'm just looking at the program here. Um... Yeah, no, I was going to say that might you might get a look at a straight race before race four, but it looks like that'll be the yeah. first one up the straight, so we won't... Yeah. Uh, in fact, the first will be up the straight. Okay. So at least you get some sort of a guide as to any pattern. I, but the thing is, it's it's not always predictable, is it? It, it can change because of wind direction or certain Of course. Things. Yeah, I know. It's just bamboozles me straight racing. I know, I know it's a great spectacle, but as far as a punter is concerned, I, you need a lot to go right. I was over there at Royal Ascot this year. They run 36 up the straight. There. <laughs> try, try working that out after a few beers. Uh, Which one? Try calling it. Oh. Try calling it. Well, do you know what? Just on that, I know we digress here, but they've actually got two race callers. So one one guy is the spotter. Uh, he's, he's in the box uh, alongside the, the main race caller and he actually looks at one half and he's the spotter and if something's happening over there that he should draw the main caller's attention to, he'll give him a tap on the shoulder and he'll point at the screen and point at the race book. It's quite incredible how they do it over there, Duff. Oh, they're lazy. They get, to, you know, <laughs> get, get help. you got to get someone yeah. to point at the race book. You missed something. Hey, I'm tipping they both invo- invoice. Don't worry <laughs> yeah, about that. I'm sure they do. <laughs> Let's get to Joe Pride, uh, who's on the line, been good enough to join us of a Saturday. How are you this morning, Joe? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Good to hear, mate. Uh, you, you say goodbye to your your best mate today, Eduardo. I've seen some great stuff on social media this week. He's still been around the stable. We know this horse loves stable life, and he'll lead the field out for the shorts. What's your takeaway as to the training of Eduardo? I'm sure it's been just a wonderful experience for you and the owners. It sure has, yeah. And there's, there's never... Uh is the only one I can remember in recent times retiring that I was sort of happy happy to do so was brutality because most most of them end up uh, most horses' careers end up the good horses anyway uh, they they you know they have a little bit of a fall from grace and their form isn't as good and it's always hard to exit um, but uh, this horse uh, yeah we just sort of got to remember the the good times with him and and the uh, the moments he provided for um, 
for, for me and his connections, he's been a, he's been a fantastic horse for, for quite some time. Well, you've only got to look at his record, Joe, the races that he's won and the prize money that he's earned. You know, um, there's so many, you know, like he's, he's, he's got a couple of kills over Nature Strip. He's competed at a really strong level against some champion sprinters all the way through. And uh, you must be so proud of him. Yeah, yeah, he's been a lot of fun, and he's, he's just one of those ones because he, he's got an obscure sort of backstory to him, and um, just a little bit freakish in, in, in you know, being by host. You know, there's a, there's a there's a fair bit that sort of said suggested he wasn't going to be much of a horse, yeah. and he wouldn't have been sold for it for, for, for anything if he'd if he'd gone to a yearling sale. But he was a homebred, and um, I think they're, they're they're really interesting horses. These horses, and they bob up they bob up all the time, don't they? You know, they don't know who they're buying, who they're out of, and. They're just they're, they're freaks for one of a, a better term. Well, where is his new home going to be? This is going over to the Northern Beaches. I'm not sure of the property's name, but they're going to sort of retrain him, and uh, it'll be a forever home for him. And um, yeah, look, he's a horse who, who definitely needs something to spark his interest. He's a he's a, uh, he's, a he's, he's a quite a high energy horse, but more more important, he's very intelligent. And um, I think whatever he applies himself to, he'll be very good at. He's, he's quite he's quite a, he's a very athletic horse, to say the obvious. But um, as I say, he's um, you know, look, he'll, he'll it's a new chapter for him, but I'm sure he'll uh, he'll do really well. And he he leads them onto the track today for the for the shorts. Yeah, race he's won and competed well in year in year out. Yeah, yeah, he does. He'll just go into the enclosure with them. Um, and uh, yeah, look, anyone who wants to come down and see him, feel free to come down and give him give him a pat today. He's um, he's he's um, he's been working the last couple of weeks, but he's he, he'll be pretty relaxed and he's a pretty cool customer at the race. And anyone who's um, wants to come and say goodbye to him because. Feel free to do so. He'll be there from about two thirty on. Okay, so no surprises. You're not you're not going to ride him on the track, or Brave's not going to ride him on the track. <laughs> get on him, Joe. Get on him. <laughs> get on him. <laughs> I like this horse too much to be getting on him. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be leading him around, but um, yeah, no, no, no surprise. I, I, I honestly, I would love to give him a go on this race today, but look, we'll we call time on it. And um, yeah, as I say, a bit like um, I'm not sure if it's he, he can't let go or I can't let go, but um, <laughs> he's finished up. Boy, he'll, he'll, he'll blow up when he when they all walk on the track and he's not walking out with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it won't be uh, it won't be pretty. But uh, anyway, he's, uh, as I say, new, new chapter, ten years old. So. Yep. Yep. Well, your eyes will be on private eye. Um, he appears in good shape. Yeah, yeah, really good. I'm I'm expecting, and, and and this is what everyone's speculating about. But I'm expecting the private eye from spring last year. Um, I think it's been well documented enough what happened in, in the autumn, but I didn't have the autumn into the winter. I uh, didn't have the horse there that um, that was there in the spring and um, found an issue with his knee. And, um, you know, this horse has performed on three occasions last spring in the Gilgai, the, the Everest, and then the Winners Stakes at a level that I think probably only in secret would be able to match mm-hmm. um, or has done so in a life. And if he can find that form... Fair to say, but just you know, speculation about the 1100, and you know, he's only won a Gosford 64. He's only been over 1100 once in his life. Mm. And if you look at those wins at, 11, at 1200 metres on the fresh side, well, you know, if the race had been 100 metres short, he would have been winning them as well. So um, I've got no real problems with 1100 for him, and he's nice and fresh. 1100 seven metre rail on pace advantage. It's negatives, really, as far as a punter's concerned. Yeah, look, I'm not sure if we know that just yet. No, we don't. We don't. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, I'm still expecting a decent tempo here. There's a lot on the line. You know, it's a million-dollar race. Yeah. I, Josh is a smart rider. He, he's, he's, he knows he's going to have to go pretty quick to lead this bunch, or he's going to have them up outside of him pressing. He's not going to want that. 
and I think there's a, and I think we all want to see a race with a bit of pressure because you, you get the best horse winning it then. But this horse has also got a very very good turn of foot, and if they don't go that quickly, the horses with the best turn of foot can win. You know, it doesn't matter where they're sitting, and he's got an electric turn of foot. So uh, I'm confident he's going to run really well. What does that look like? You know, where does that have him in the field? I'm, I'm not sure, but he'll be putting his hand up for an Everest slot after the race. I'm pretty confident. Okay. Um, he was a bit flat. Mission Phoenix was a bit flat on the backup last time. Can the blinkers back on help? It was terrible. It was terrible. It was yeah. a, really, a really poor run on the back of two very good runs. I went to the races very confident the other day, and I, I held off putting the blinkers on because I sort of thought, what a, you know, why am I putting him on when he's racing so well? And then he put in that really poor performance. Brought him home, scoped him. He had a, bit, a, a decent amount of mucus in his airway. And look, but maybe that explains the run, but maybe he didn't back up. I'm not sure. He's back here two weeks later, blinkers on, horses full of bounce, scoped him during the week, galloped him. Everything seems spot on with him. He's a new horse to the stable, so I can't say I know him as well as... Um, as well as I will ask this pet, but I, I would have thought he could bounce back today. And before you go, think about it. Ten wins, uh, ten wins, uh, ten starts, nine wins, one third. Where how, uh, how's he ticking along? Yeah, look, I think the trial sort of set it all during the week. Yeah. And I sort of said to Sam before he went out, they said, look, Sam, you know, that he's going to have another trial in 10 days' time. He doesn't need to show off today. If you think he's doing too much, just, you know, throttle him back. And he won like that. And I said, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but it took me a bit by surprise. I mean, I, I know how, you know, I know he's a very good horse, but you just love seeing a horse come off a winter campaign and trial with, with that kind of zest, you know, early in the prep. It, it tells you that you've you got the horse back in good order and, you know, it'd be hard to. I would. I could only imagine his next ten starts going to be better than his first ten because he just seems like he's still on a, on up an upward spiral. And um, if he is, but and he's going to have to be. You know, to be fair, to, to compete at the level we're going to ask him to. But he, he's he's an amazing horse. Very exciting. Wow. Okay. So what, how's the approach into the Everest? Yeah, just an, another trial uh, this Friday coming, and then yep. he'll go um, eight days later into the into the Premier. Yeah, and then and two then, weeks later into the Everest. And I, I, I you know, I, I haven't had my hand forced in terms of, you know, having to rush him from the winter. And I'd only want him to have one run before an Everest anyway. Um, so I think the prep's spot on. And uh, we'll get a pretty good indication, obviously, on Premier Stakes Day of, of where he's up to against these sort of horses. Because it'll be a, it'll certainly be a dress rehearsal, won't it? Most of the contenders will probably, probably be there, I'd suggest. How exciting. Uh, good luck. Yes, thanks very much, guys. Thanks for your time, Joe. Appreciate it. Duff, uh, chat to you after 8 o'clock for our full preview. Can't wait to get into this meeting and hear your thoughts on it. It's a ripper. It's a ripper, all right. Let's do the scratchings, guys. Uh, Randwick we start with, and there are 31 of them on a good forward track. Race 1, number 11, Ninja Star. 12, Cyan. Uh, 11 and 12 out of race number 1. <coughs> From race 2, scratch 3, Dollar Magic. 11, Master Joe. 14, Sumptuary, 18, Atishka, 19, Smart and Dapper, and 20, Love of Air. That's 3, 11, 14, 18, 19, and 20 out of race two. Race three, scratch two, Lure Me In, four, Glint of Silver, five, Logan Street Lion, 11, Mahagoni, two, four, five, 11, out of race three. Race four at Randwick, scratch 12, Julian Rock, and 14, Running Bear, 12 and 14. Race 5, Scratch 8, Gear Up. 12, Bardajant. 14, Fancy Man. 17, Parry Sound. 18, Tazarel. 8, 12, 14, 17, 18 out of race 5. Race 6, Clear. 
Race seven, scratch eight, Pericles, number eight. Race eight, clear. Race nine, scratch two, Skyman. Three, no compromise. Four, Cucaracha. Seven times square. And 12, Democracy Manifest. Two, three, four, seven, and 12, out of race nine. Race 10, scratch four, Cavalier Charles. 10, Vienna Princess. 12, Sandpaper. 14, Diamond Dealer. 15, Munitions. 18, Carbling. 4, 10, 12, 14, 15 and 18. Those are the scratchings for Ranwick. Newcastle next. And uh, 18 scratchings on a good four. Race number one at Newcastle today is clear of any scratchings. From race two, we scratch seven. He's purring. Nine, Maiati. Seven and nine out of race two. Race three, scratch number two, Alegna. And eight, Drums of War. Two and eight out of race three. Race four clear. Race five, scratch two, JX, three, Papal Miss, two and three, out of race five. That's two and three out of race five, JX, Papal Miss. Race six, scratch number six, Noble One, 13, Life of Tree, 14, Panic. It was good winning yesterday. So was 16, Territory Express, also out. And 17, Imran. From race six, scratch six, 13, 14, 16, 17. Race 7, scratch 5, show no compassion. 13, lion class, 5 and 13 out of race 7. Race 8, scratch 7, three wise men. 9, syzygy stars. 11, remus. 14, sapphire's son. 16, weekend affair. 7, 9, 11, 14 and 16 out of race number 8. That's Newcastle. Wagga today, there are 14 scratchings. And on a good four, races one and two are clear. Race three, scratch two, Netter. Four, Russian Ransom. Five, Walls Angels. Two, four, five out of race number three. Race four, scratch number seven, Sheer Elegance. 14, Frank the Yank. Seven and 14 out of race four. Race five, scratch three, Underground Music. Four, Arthur the Great. Nine, Dancing with Kitty. Three, four, nine out of race five. From race six, scratch number four, champagne and lace. Five, go, Ellie, go. Ten hours of cracker. Four, five, ten out of race six. Race seven, scratch five, northern hero. Nine, Sheila. Ten, well in sight. Five, nine, ten out of race number five. Uh, race number seven, I should say. And those are the scratchings for Wagga. We go to Brisbane now, and the scratchings at Eagle Farm today are as follows. On a good four, there are 20 of them. From race one, scratch number one, lucky decision. Three, satay chicken. Eight, inspiration. Ten, sea ripple. Eleven, twice on Sunday. Fifteen, planned encounter. One, three, eight, ten, eleven, fifteen out of race one. Race two, clear. Race three, scratch five, tranquil bay. Eight, sea ripple. 10 Sebring Girl, 5, 8, 10 out of race 3. Race 4, scratch number 2, Viminel, number 2. Race 5, clear. Race 6, scratch 6, pocketful, 8 Brocky, 9 Fastling, 10 Gaius. 6, 8, 9, 10 out of race 6. Race 7, scratch number 7, Critique, number 7. Race 8, scratch 6, Never Paid, 9 Burnish Gold, 10 Avalante, 12 Brave Enough.
That's six, nine, ten, twelve out of race number eight. Race nine, scratch ten, too hard to refuse. Number ten, I'm just wondering if uh, me coughing went to air there as I had to go for the, the mute button. Race nine, number ten, too good to refuse, is out. I hope so. It would have been pretty funny. Uh, race race day at Morfittville today, and there are 16 scratchings. Good four track, and these are the scratchings. From race one, scratch number seven, Vincire, number seven. Race two, scratch 11, Jazz Affair, number 11. Race three, scratch 11, Julie, Julie, Jilly, number 11 out of race three. Race four, Morfittville, scratch six, Exalted Ruth, 10 flight deck, 6 and 10 out of race number 4. Race 5, scratch number 12, just jazz, number 12. Race 7, scratch 2, bulls on parade. 5, McCain. 11, Oakfield, Geronimo. 14, Ripper Buzz. 2, 5, 11 and 14 out of race number 7. Race 6, by the way, is clear. Race 8, scratch number 1, Dubinenko. 2, Harley and Rose. 8, Prince Rishwait, 10, Alibis, 1, 2, 8, 10, out of race number 8. Race 9, scratch number 6, She Dances, number 6. And from race number 10, scratch the 9, Harbouring, number 9, out of race 10. Those are the scratchings for Morfittville. Those are your scratchings around the country today. Other side of this, we'll get our stewards segment done for Randwick. See what the stewards saw there. And then our full preview. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On races one to six at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management gives you the skills for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Open up unique opportunities across the world in racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health and marketing. There are even pathways to higher academic study. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine to discover why our students have such impressive employment prospects and love this course so much. Sydney Everest Carnival arrives in style at Rose Hill Gardens for a golden day of Group 1 racing, featuring the $1 million Kia Golden Rose Stakes. Revel in a dazzling kaleidoscope of fun, food and fashion. Kia Golden Rose Day, September 23 at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. 24-hour fold cover for 24-hour-a-day peace of mind. Options for life-saving surgery cover and the extended fold policy until the 2025 yielding sales, all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. Isn't it time you got away from it all? Time to recharge with an Ambassador Travel Racing Getaway. Time to discover the magic of the Granite Belt wine country and head to the Stanthorpe Cup this October with Ambassador Travel and the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. Your tour includes visits to historic Lyndhurst Stud, the beautiful Ballandina State Winery and the spectacular Queen Mary Falls National Park. Plus, country racing at its best for Stanthorpe Cup Day. Call Ambassador Travel today on 07 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au. 
Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to the show, Racing HQ Saturday, about to preview Sydney and uh, see what the stewards found for Randwick, but we've just been waiting on these scratchings for Flemington to be finalised, and uh, they are now through. I think it was just a, an issue at my end, so I do apologise uh, for not uh, delivering those earlier, but uh, we've got them now finalised, and I'll relay them to you. For Flemington today, there are 15 scratchings from race one, scratch 14, Classy Kenny, and 15, John Valjean, 14 and 15 out of race number one. Race two, scratch four, Bonnie Ezra. 11, Queen takes King. And 13, Protection Money. Four, 11, 13, out of race number two. From race three, scratch one, King Magnus, number one. Race four, scratch one, Barber, number one. Race five, scratch six, Some People Call Me, number six. Race six, scratch one, Ullanova. 10, Cigar Flick. 18, Iphimedia. And 24, Mosher. 1, 10, 18 and 24 out of race 6. Race 7, clear. Race 8, scratch 15. Taj Need, number 15. Race 9, scratch 11. La Danseuse Rouge, number 11. And from race 10, scratch number 9, Flash Flood, number 9. Those are the scratchings for Flemington. Let's get to Steve Ralton now, Chief Steward at Racing New South Wales. Big day ahead for the stewards at Randwick. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, Luke. Big day ahead. Uh, what have you guys got for us? Uh, in race three, number one, Mission Phoenix. Um, we, we had questioned Sam Clipperton last start when the horse performed poorly and he said the horse may not have backed up. And obviously, Mr Pride has mentioned this morning the horse was found to have mucus in its uh, trachea. So that may well have explained its um, disappointing performance. Blinkers back on today. Um, race four, number 13, May Rose. Stewards did question Jason, uh, Jason Collett regarding his riding in the early part of the straight on May Rose. The upshot was that the mare was held up for clear running and didn't really get tested uh, in any meaningful way until late in the race, and it's backing up today. And race six, number one, Autumn Ballet. The expectation would have been that uh, the filly would have raced on speed last start, but began quite awkwardly, then was quite severely crowded, settled back in the field and then had some difficulty obtaining clear running in the straight. So um, it'd be expected she'd be a bit more forward today, one would think. Thanks for your time today, Steve. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. Good on you, mate. Steve Ralston there joining us for their steward segment. Plenty to talk about at Randwick today. We've got 10 races. Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley join us for the preview. I'll say good morning to you again, Duff. Really, really excited about this meeting today. Yep, looking forward to getting into it with uh, Brad and see the changes uh, with Hurls this morning. And, um, yeah, bring it on, I say, bring it on. Did you see our star, Brad Gray, uh, on the tab uh, social oh, medias this oh, week, Duff, uh, golfing and giving his life story? What a man, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> he's the golden boy. He's the golden boy. <laughs> How are you, Bradley? Gee, that came up a treat, buddy. Good morning, guys. Yeah, well, it says everything. A minute and a half, and that was my life story, wasn't it? So <laughs> I thought, I thought a few more chapters were right just yet. <laughs> Mate, very good stuff, though. Um, I tell you what, you, you swing it pure. Yeah, yeah. You well, took a few I takes. Guess, that's exactly you. right. I was going to say uh, yeah. there was there was plenty of shots to choose from throughout the day. So yeah, I'm glad they didn't show me uh, looking for balls in the bush or having 400 out of the pot. But anyway. It was great stuff, mate. Um, this is a great meeting today, isn't it? I mean, day one of the Everest Carnival, and there's a few going to put their hand up today. 
Yeah, isn't it amazing? I tell you what, it took me a little bit longer than normal uh, getting through them there on Wednesday night. But uh, what do we do with a few of these markets? So I did note that a lot of them are top heavy. There's a few pretty short price favourites. So I wouldn't suggest that it's a, an A to beat B to beat C to beat D kind of media. I think there there are a, a few little things you've got to take in consideration. So curious to see what happens this this last 10, 15 minutes of betting in a lot of these races because I think at the moment uh, a couple are, are very skinny. Leader of the Private Eye Fan Club is Andrew Hurley. He um, he hasn't slept all week with this horse set to resume. You love him, don't you, Hurls? Good morning. <laughs> yeah, good morning, all. Yeah, I do. Next to Maccabi Diva, um, Private Eye is my all-time favourite horse. Um, he'll run as, as good as ever, I think, today. Um, uh, I was actually refreshed to hear Joe Pryor talking to Chris Roots uh, in the paper yesterday that he actually found an issue with it last campaign because it was probably its most disappointing campaign. So... Um, yeah, he seemed to have tried well, and uh, yeah, that's a, a very exciting race. I can tell you this morning, too, it's uh, holding the second most amount of money uh, in the race uh, investment-wise this morning. I can't believe how many bets we've written since 7.30 this morning. Uh, just that time of year, people are up and about and excited, looking for an edge, and uh, yeah, strong program, can't wait. Let's launch, guys. Uh, ten races to get through on a good four before we uh, get right into the form, Brad. Um, Seven-metre rail, uh, dry track. What are, you, what are you forecasting as far as any track pattern today, if any? Yeah, well, history probably suggests that it'll be, it'd be fair. Um, the last couple of meetings have actually got one or two off the fence. I don't know if that'll be the case. I imagine it'll be a pretty firm deck. So a bit of a, a wait and watch because I wouldn't be surprised to see it go either way. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Open-minded. We never know until it happens, Duff, but you were sort of leaning the other way, thinking maybe a bit leaderish? Uh, no, I like to wait for a couple of races, but the history says um, um, it, it, it's advantage on pace of the seven-metre rail on a dry and pretty dry track, as dry as we've had mm. in a while, I'd suggest, by the by the figures. So, look, we won't know till we see it. I don't, I don't like to preempt things, but I like to listen to the people with all the data that um, have all that historical data. And that's not a, you know, I'm not saying the track's not going to be in magnificent order, but there, there are patterns that evolve throughout days. So, and, and um, track managers, when form students talk about track patterns, get a bit upset, but there's no uh, downcast on their ability, whether they can't help, you know, winds and, and where the rails are to, to look after tracks. So, um, I'm sure the track's in magnificent order, but there are patterns and you're allowed to talk about them. Absolutely. Let's go, guys. Race number one at uh, Ramwick today, and this race is over the 1,600 metres, the midway, Hurls. Yeah, and we start with a $4 favourite here with Electrica. It's currently uh, $440 to $4. Back rower, a $6 chance. $6 also, Miss Coover. Oakville Red Gum, $7.50, $11 bet about it when the market went up. $10, Sadness. Go Tropo, 11 It's out for mate. 15 to 13 Socrates, stable mates and co-owner. Uh, there, Andrew Martin stood at Phillipsburg as well at $16. 18 from 26, Loving Chiller. Uh, Patricka Miss, 19. 19, oh golly gosh, the three wise men, 34. Ninja Star and Cyan both come out. Just a small deduction of two cents to win for Ninja Star. Uh, since this market opened, yeah, it's been pretty pretty steady, Electrica. It's not, uh, not jumping out of trees to back anything, uh, specifically away from that. There has been money for Phillipsburg and also Patrika Miss since Wednesday. Yeah, Edward Tomato going, two runners. 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> absolutely flying. But uh, as far as speed here, I think it'll be genuine. Uh, you've got Oakfield Redgum going forward. Uh, oh, golly gosh, was an all-the-way winner there last time out. Socrates can raise handy. Satness uh, will put itself thereabouts, and you're hoping uh, that Electrica can hold some kind of position from Barry Wandoff. Yep, you would think so. Um, although she's back to a mile, which I wouldn't think would be any issue from that draw, which she had an inside draw last time and pretty well kept up closer than midfield. But, uh, yeah, look, I'm... I don't know why I want to go to the well again, but I think I, I just want to give back rower one more chance with the blinkers back on getting to a mile. Um, Josh has got a bit of thinking to do where he wants to ride him. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll lean his way in a, a race I'd no confidence about at all. I think Oakfield Redcomb, even though she's been up a while and looks, and she's up in class from a 68 at home, but she absolutely owned that race that day and raced away. So she gets first look at the fence here and uh, will run you a bottling race at uh, decent each way odds. Miss Couvert, Couvert is um, uh, probably the mare with more upside that lacks, she lacks race experience, but she does look to have a bit of talent. Obviously, that run behind Tropical Squall was an eye-catcher, considering how that pattern unfolded that day. So she goes in, and Electrica, yep, what you see is what you get. She's a gutsy little mare. She's in good form, doesn't win often, uh, but she has a go and uh, just has to carry that extra two kilos today, but she's not a very big mare, but she'll give her all. Two, seven, 14 and one. Yeah, I've gone the way of one here, one, 14, three and two. She has to be the starting point in the race. The last start, midway winner, as Duff mentioned, I don't think back to 1,600 metres holds any fears, especially when you consider she is three weeks between runs. So it did take a 14 starts to break through in Australia, uh, but now she has. There's every chance that she can go back to back. She's well set up uh, with that cherry on top just being how well she maps. 14, Miss Coover, really wanted to find her here. I think she's a mare with some talent, uh, so she's still in her first campaign. I love the way that she broke her maiden. Don't know what happened second up but then she bounced back third up uh, and you fellas have already spoken about it in a bit of detail er earlier in the show in terms of where she sat in the run it was a bit of a no-go zone there on the Kenzo facing that headwind uh, nothing made ground all meeting so the fact that she stuck on behind Tropical Squall uh, that says she's got a bit, of, a bit of guts about her as well three grow, go Tropo uh, he tends to improve as he gets into his campaign he's a, a big gross horse and he maps quite nicely I don't think there's a lot between Electrica and gro go Tropo uh, there's a few full lines there that you can tie them in with each other and two back rower um, not quite as forgiving as Duff with him, but I do concede 1,600 metres, little gear change, a bit of a D-day for him today. We need to see him do something. One fourteen, three and 2. Let's go to uh, Darren Flindell's selections and see what he's found in the opening race, the midway. He is with Miss Cooper, number 14 on top to beat 1, 3 and 6, race number 1 at Ramwick. Race 2, the Tap Highway, class 3, over 1,000 metres. They've been chipping away at once again, my girl hurls. Um, she's pretty short now. We've just taken 6000 at $3 just uh, literally 60 seconds ago on it. So just tackle the scratchings first up and tell you deductions here. Uh, Dollar Magic, two cents by four. Zero by one, Master Joe. Some three. Uh, Altishka, Smart and Dabba, Love of Air, zero. So not much uh, taken out of this market. The Boosie, $34. Three seventy second favourite, Derry Grove. 19 Zaru, Iron, Iron Will, $7.50. $6 in from $8.50. Salir, Super Extreme, 19 26 Smoke Show. Divine Sinner, 21 71 Extra Flash. 
1961. Our favourite once again, my girl, we went up 550. So punters did get involved early. Three dollars this morning, as I said, about a six thousand and three dollars just taken. Thirty-four dollars still the night sharp shock twenty-three and fifty-one for Lion Class. They, uh, Brad Gray, you mentioned sort of a couple of races top heavy uh, where they're cleared out with a couple of runners. Casing point this race uh, once again, my girl and Jerry Grove really the only two they're interested in. Yeah, we know where she'll be as well. She is a rocket, isn't she? Once again, my girl, uh, dare I suggest she leads. Star of Kings won't be too far away. We know Orion Will has got speed, albeit coming back to a 1,000 metres. But catch me if you can. Once again, my girl, Doc. Uh, yep, I think uh, the writing's on the wall that she's in order with the market moves this morning. I think you know, I think she was always going to firm. I thought uh, they were a little kind when they went up 5.50. And... Uh, Considering her profile, I think the tab like to see, you know, highway form win the markets, and they and understandably they lean that way because they horses with highway form usually win these races. But this mare could be an exception. Um, I know she's had wind assisted uh, uh, with her times, but uh, she absolutely flew into wind's last preparation and then had the big boom on her going into the Denise's Joy. And although beaten there, she she probably just come to the end of it of her first racing prep and did a good job to get to that race so soon. So here we are couple of trials under a belt, hard held the first one, let go the second one, look good, free running type of mare and will be very hard to beat. Um, I think Salire is the one they've got to look out for late. She's a uh, he's had one easy trial leading into, into this race. He's he's lethal at this track and distance, but things have to go right for him, opening up at the right time. Iron Will He's got nice highway form. A better draw helps him. He's th- even though he's had you know three twelve hundreds and a thirteen hundred, his thousand metre form is, is very good. This horse, and I think he'll run well at odds. And Derry Grove, probably a little bit sticky for him. Barrier ten, uh, probably looking for three wide with cover to be chiming in like he did last start. But just may have been a little flattering with a lot of horses being held up behind him the other day. Thirteen six five and two. That uh, final Kosciuszko slot still up for grabs, isn't it? They're still waiting in the wings there, so... They're probably waiting for this. Yeah, exactly right. Well, she's $26 at the moment, tab fixed odds, so all eyes on her there today. I know it's a 1,000 metres. If she comes out and makes some kind of statement, who's not to say that she gets that, that final spot? So I've got her on top as well. Um, keen to see where she fits in. She does look classy. She looks like a... A mare that'll skip through the grade. She's got blistering speed. We saw that in her first campaign. Uh, yeah, it was wind assisted, but the way she smashed that track record uh, at Scone over the 1,000 metres set by Lost and Running, uh, that put the writing on the wall that uh, she was going on to bigger and better things. To Derry Grove, he's going to settle down uh, a couple of lengths, or at least a couple of lengths behind, once again, my girl, and has to come back in journey. He obviously is in the Kosciuszko, so this will just be the run to get him to that race. Uh, four weeks between runs, I imagine it's a similar campaign to get him into the Kosciuszko. Look for him late. The same he said for Salire as far as being a strong closer. Uh, I agree with everything that Duff says there. I like him over the short course trips, 1,000, 1,100 metres, soft draw, cuddle him up. Now he's got a big finish if he can just duck and weave late. And Debussy uh, might be the one that's a little bit over the odds here. I did see it some $41 around, which does seem like a big price for a horse that's coming uh, through Benchmark Company and was quite good there, given he is better on top of the ground. So, yeah, I can see him racing well. 13-2, 6-1. Let's see what Darren's found in uh, the highway. He's with Derry Grove, number two on top, to beat 13, 6 and 4. Race three is the shootout mile over 1,600 metres. Andrew Hurley with the market. Yeah, good horse, 
shootout, I'll say that for nothing. Lawmy in comes out, zero deduction, 10 by 10, Glens of Silver, Logan Street, Lyon, 15 by 13, Mahagoni, 2 by 2. Leaves us with a pretty small field and a settled trade now, 550, Mission Phoenix, uh, Caprice de Dour, de Dois. Thirteen dollars, nine fifty. Mystery shop. Kiss the bride outside of forty-one. Thirty-one pesto. Uh, Jan terrain is two seventy at three dollars and two forty into two ten now. Straight Acer, where the majority of the activity is, will be a probably the quietest betting race from a card at the stage. Yeah, tactical battle here. Uh, Glitter of Silver obviously ran yesterday. Kiss the bride. I think there is the option there to be ridden further forward today. Mission Phoenix. Is it time to let him roll out on top of the speed? Uh, potentially. Now he is fourth up with that gear change. Mystery shot wouldn't be too far away. And uh, Goncharan and Straight Acer, uh, you'd think, would settle down just somewhere midfield, albeit only a small field now, Duff. Yeah, look, I'm not 100% comfortable with this race. It's, uh, it's It looks to be um, a little inconclusive the way it's going to be run to start with and the favourite who I'm left with here um, just seems a little one-paced. So... I don't know how she adapts to a stop-start sort of a race, staying at a mile for the third time. But, look, I go with her. She looks an improver. She comes out of the right race as far as the form line's concerned and uh, does drop in class here. So, look, I'll, I'll leave, lean to Gendron. Uh I think Mission Phoenix is worth another crack considering the, there's little veterinary issues for him last start. So he'll be aggressive from barrier one and may even be left in front here, which could be a good thing. Uh, Caprice de Jure is one I've had my eye on, although he, on paper he's done nothing. I just think he's been just learning what it's all about here in Australia. But I, I think he up to a mile dropping in grade with a claim here. He's a little sneaky chance. And straight Acer, very well found. Um... $2.20 in a race like this. So um, I know he's doing a good job, um, but midway to benchmark 88 is not easy. 9, 1, 3 and 10. Yeah, I've gone 9, 10, 6 and 1. I've landed on the mare as well, gone Churan. So 1,600 metres, third up. Is she looking for 2,000 metres? That's the only niggle there. Uh, and then she has to do it on top of the ground as well. But she brings the best form reference into this. Four lengths behind Just Fine. Last start, we're talking about Just Fine. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later uh, as a key hope in one of the big races across the meeting. Should have finished closer, dare I suggest. Should have finished second, in fact. So as long as she's still got that dash in the legs, I think she finds a very winnable race. Ten straight Acer. What do we do with him? Uh, yeah, you typically don't go midway winner straight into a benchmark 88 and find yourself favourite. However, it wasn't any ordinary midway win, was it? He absolutely pulled their pants down, smashed them. So, yeah, he's a horse going places. Has to do it now over the mile. Six mystery shot. Was an overachiever there last time out behind Vernelli. And if he builds off that, uh, and he should, given he was only first up, he's got to be some kind of player again. And maybe we do forgive Mission Phoenix their last start. Too bad to be true. Nine, ten, six and one. Those are the thoughts of Brad Gray. Darren Flindell will find out what he likes in this third race. He's going to reign as well. Number nine to beat three, ten and one. We kick on to race number four at Randwick today, and this is over 1,400 metres, a benchmark 78. Bit of Melbourne flavour in this race, Hurls, with a few horses we don't know that well coming across the border. Yeah, it always makes it tricky. Julian Rock comes out, as does Running Bear, zero deduction. Now, our favourite is Altivo, although it's down from 270 Wednesday, now 340 this morning. Super Pursuit 26, 21 Super Aussie. Uh, Holy Man, uh, 550, she would bet as much as 15 for it. 21 to 18 for Cheerful Legend. Gringos is a $44 chance, rather, $10 strongest. 
Uh, Osbred Blurt, 19. Bazooka, 41. Ivan Zero, 19. 17. Green Shadow. Mayrose, 18. And $34. Wizard of Oz. There's a few runners there they don't want to touch. Uh, Wizard of Oz is one of them. Green Shadow's another, as is Ivan's hero. Uh, whilst they're pretty keen on the holy man, 15 into 550. Although they're still uh, popular, although that 270 was probably just too skinny on, uh, on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, it probably was a little bit short. And what is a very competitive race, speed-wise, Wizard of Oz carves across uh, Ivan's hero, uh, 1,400 metres. Wide draw, I imagine. Uh, they're positive from the outset. Osbred Floyd won't be too far away. And then you're looking at the Kieran Maher and David Eustace train pair out to the 1,400 metres second up. Holy Mans and Gringos shouldn't be too far away. Uh, yeah, yeah, good betting race. Um, I... I'm shocked there's not more support for Osbred Flirt here. Uh, she's a nice mare, resuming off a bleeding t- attack. She's had her two trials, went to the line um, under a hold, surging through the line in a recent trial, and she's got some nice little form lines uh, throughout her career and looks and look promising at stages. So, um, 1,400, first up, dry track, perfect for her, has tactical speed if they want to use it, and I thought, um, I think Brad will agree that probably one of the better value runners of the day. I expected her to be closer to 10 dollars than 20 by this stage of the week. I missed an opportunity. The only thought other horse I wanted to back in this race was Holly Mance, but uh, that price is gone, which is a very positive move. He's had a tick over trial since um, at Cranbourne, winning since running in the market at uh, Caulfield there first up. Good setup for him, and he has competed in some very nice races throughout his short career so far. So he looks um, well fancied. He's uh, look, he's a stable mate. Uh, obviously, I put Altivo in for second. I dodged that one. Um, look, he's had the soft trial. He's obviously a very, very nice uh, horse. It's just how forward he is after that one soft trial is the little question mark. But he's certainly talented enough. But has the sixty-one, and they'll put um, Holly Mansa's stable mate in Gringotts, who is similar type of horse. He's a lightly raced uh, horse in the right stable. Good winning strike rate. Put three together at the end of last prep and resume with a good effort. I am eight to beat one, four, and six. Yeah, I'm going to be hauled into the principal's office here for plagiarism. I've got exactly the same numbers in what is a pretty much the hardest race across the meeting. We've landed the same way. Eight, one. Four and six, Osbred Flirt. She's a dead set dry tracker, so she'll love today's conditions. I love the way that she was. Uh, she has been trialling up. She really speared the line in that most recent hit out. 1,400 metres first up, goes forward. I'd be very surprised if she's not somewhere in the finish uh, at odds. One, Altivo. Uh, he deserves to be favourite in the race. He's completely untapped. He's won four from five. You can't do much more than that. And his one defeat was in a photo finish. A really strong SP profile into this. He's got a bit of weight and he's only trialled once. However, he does have some class and he maps quite nicely. Four Hollymans, I uh, agree with everything that you guys have already mentioned with him. Uh, he's better suited 1,400 metres, second up. Good depth is three-year-old four lines. Uh, and Gringo's best to the rest. He too is well suited out to 1,400 metres. And he did find himself on a Mooney Valley track there last time out where it was hard to make ground. He just found the 1,200 metres a touch too sharp. Eight, one, four and six. Let's see what Darren's found in race number four, his numbers. He's found it as well. Darren's eight. Osbred Flirt. What's going on here? You know? It'll be 25 to one. 
He's got eight on top Osbred Flirt to beat 13 Mayrose, one Altivo and six Gringotts. But I think that tells our listeners a bit about this horse today, Osbred Flirt, that you've just got to have something on because um, certainly since I've been doing the show, um, all three of our experts haven't landed on the same horse outside the market like that. So I think that tells you a bit about her chances today. And Brad, I, there's no way I'm sending you to the principal, principal's office, buddy, uh, for plagiarism. We've done way worse than this uh, on this program, finding the same horse. So don't sweat it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you of all people probably have a pretty good handle in terms of what it takes to go to the principal's office. Oh, first, first name basis, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Let's go to race number five next as we preview Randwick with Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley. And this is the Kingston Town Stakes. This is where the features start. Andrew Hurley, what are they backing? Gee, this is a good race. Um, gear up, a zero deduction. Was Dajon went around yesterday, one by one. Zero fancy man, Paris Sound and Tazara, uh, three by two. Now, leads us up the top with ninth order. Haven't written a bean for it all week. 11 for 21. Major Bill, $6, has not budged. 15 out to 23. Manzois, uh, we've got Montefilia, 480, but we went up as short as 370 for it. Navajo P, the giant killer last start, 950, 61, Kimura up from Briz, uh, up from Melbourne. Now, uh, just touch on that. Look, it was been a fair way last, uh, that was last Saturday, but we ran a couple of, you know, four-figure bets for it. Uh, it's just interesting they brought it up from, uh, from Melbourne. The Taganus, it's had a trial since that first up. Run thirteen dollars. Bowl Mac twenty three. King Frankel twenty one. Skylab fifty one into twenty six. Nineteen Benno. Alabir thirty four. Don't shoot the messenger. Just fine. Two dollars ninety. Skinny now, isn't it? Just fine. What can he do at his second Australian start? Well, at least we know where he's going to be. He's going to bounce out and put himself right there. Uh, he'll have. His stablemates for company, Knight's Order and Major Bill, they'll sort themselves out. Uh, I did hear an interview with uh, Navajo Peaks trainer, uh, David Payne, a little bit earlier in the week, suggesting that he could be ridden more conservatively from the wide gate. So it does look the, the Waterhouse and Block Train Gallopers that will take up the running here, Duff. Uh, yep, it does look that. They can sort it out for themselves, but they like to roll along. Um, i got to back my Montefilia here. Um, considering circumstances, she started as a two-to-one favourite in a Group 2 weight for age race last start. And I just think it was a strange race and uh, give the impression that she was crying out uh, for 2,000 metres. And she likes the Randwick 2,000 metres. Just fine, yep, I understand. Um, the figures are better on the same day at the same distance. Just thought he'd be a lot better price. I wanted to tip him, but I wanted to tip him well, way past each way odds. And here we are at $2.90. But he does have X Factor and could be an exciting horse if he puts this field to to sleep again today. Um, Yeah, I just need to see him do it twice, that's all. Um, Of the others, Major Beal was much better there last time. And seven protagonist is going to be running on strongly, but has to go back from a wide draw. Um, He's big odds here. uh, Uh... Benno, he's big odds. Four, sixteen, two, and seven. Yeah, I've gone four, sixteen, two, and seven here as well. So four Montefilia. It's just a price point, isn't it? Uh, when what she's done to date, you look at her body of work compared to what Just Fine's done. 
And her price, uh, yeah, it's hard not to be in her corner. 2,000 metres, third up. We'd love to see her jump clean and just take up some kind of position. I want to be forgiving of her performance there last start. She did look a, a bit one pace, but I think that was just a run of a mare looking for this journey now. So that's no knock on Just Fine, other than the price he finds himself. Of course, the market uh, was always going to rally behind him, given on times and figures how much faster his win was. Uh, then the Chelmsford at the same meeting, he rolls forward, he makes his own luck. Uh, he's certainly a, an import going places. Two major Beal, he too looks well placed out to the 2,000 metres. He can only build off what he did in the Chelmsford. And protagonist, uh, another galloper, Insta repeats, suited out to 2,000 metres. So 4, 16, 2 and 7. Let's see what Darren's found in uh, race number five. He's gone with just fine. This is a nice prospect. 16 on top to beat 2, 4 and 11. Just back to you for a sec, Duff. Are you worried at all? No, you touched on it, but Montefilia, the way she's been missing the kick, um, is that a is that a worrying trait considering she's an older man now, or we can we be a bit forgiving? Well, I, you wouldn't want to see it a few times in a row. I, I can be forgiving as far as yeah. I, no, I, I, I didn't even take that into account really, I, which I thought was just a one-off the other day. Really, okay. Hopefully up to the 2,000 she can find her best form. We go to the next at uh, Ramwick and uh, looking at the market for the Dali T-Rose Stakes. Andrew Hurley, Tis Invincible, Kamochi, they meet again. Yeah, they do. I'll tell you what, they're having a good stout. I was actually really surprised that Kamochi didn't go up favourites uh, on Wednesday. We went up 460 for it. It's into 360, whilst Tis Invincible went up 360. It's now 317. We've got no uh, no deductions here because there's no scratchings. So 360 and 370 this morning, Tis Invincible. Autumn Ballet, $10, no change. 360, no change this morning, Kamochi. Mrs. Jolene, 41 $26, Platinum Jubilee. Dardozzi, 19 19 August Bloom, $6, Tropical Squall. Uh, Captain Amelia's 151, 41 French Endeavour, Suda Levita 31, uh, Unique Ambition, sneaky uh, push for it, uh, 51 into 23, stable going well, the sergeant's stable, Mumbai Muse 17, 21 Summer Lovey, Private Legacy 51 and Nantucket Island 151, less than $1,000 investment wise since the market opened uh, between Tis Invincible and Komachi. Komachi now getting the nod at the 1400, looks a cherry ripe I would suspect. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? She should map quite nicely as well uh, to not be too far away from Tis Invincible. Top end, you've got Tropical Squall. Uh, we've heard from Adrian Bott to suggest that Platinum Jubilee will be ridden more conservatively today. She is versatile in that regard. Mumbai Muse has got speed and Autumn Ballet uh, with a cleaner getaway and will be much closer in the run, Duff. Yeah, um, I don't think... I think they're an even bunch of fillies and some there's some big improvers amongst them and we're in the fine line between the 1200 and the mile now so that's a matter of sorting out um, in your own mind who's going to be best suited at the 1400 there's a lot of horses here that'll be better suited at a mile there's some even might be suited over further there might be some that just want the 1200 but i think kamochi is foolproof as far as She's had the two runs back now, and just, she just gives the impression the sweet spot is fourteen hundred. Beautiful draw, confident jockey on board. I think she's hard enough to beat. Tis invincible. Like the way she's been handled, uh, just slowly, slowly eleven twelve, and 
although maybe some theory that she might look more of a sprinter after winning the Rosebud, I think the indications are that 1400 might be good for her from that inside draw today with a, a turn of speed. I love the way she surged through the line late the other day. Tropical Squirrel, yep, I get it. Uh, the, she must be doing great things at home. Um, they're all raving about her. She gets a chance to prove that today. And I'll put in Tuta La Vita. I quite like this filly. Um, she has different form coming out of the up and coming. Blinkers on. Looks a miler in the making, but at $31, I would not let her go as far at least putting her in um, an early quaddy or something like that. You know, so you could make cases for a lot of other horses here. Autumn Ballet, Miss Jolene has got different form, did run well against King Colorado and a JJ Atkins. And I, look, I could go down the page. I think French Endeavour's got something. Um, 31811. It is a race where you can have your head turned, isn't it? Yeah. Captain Amelia, $151. Like, she's a, a pretty good filly. Whether today's the day, probably not, but a wide gate, $151. Wow, wait. But 8, 1, 3, and 7 um, with the team midweeks and with Tropical Squall. Uh, she's won two from two. I love her racing pattern. I love her ability to quicken uh, off on top of the speed and run right through the line. Now, she has been obviously in two lesser grade races than this and has, she has got complete control, but. I'd be surprised if she hasn't got more to offer. I think we're just scraping the service with her. One, tis invincible, hard to knock. Uh, the way that she ran through the line there last start suggests that 1,400 metres holds no fears and she maps to get a lovely cosy run just in behind the speed. Three, Kamachi, the two go into this race uh, tied to the hip. There's very little between them in the pass and uh, she looks desperate for 1,400 metres now, Kamachi, in terms of turning the tables. And August Bloom, I think she's big odds. Uh, so there's a bit of confidence from the stable to suggest that she can run a big race. She comes through a Hawkesbury Maiden where the, the margin was only narrow but she was quite sharp on the clock, at least late, and she always gave the impression as a two-year-old that she was a flight stakes profile of Philly. We get to see if that's the case today. Eight, one, three, and seven. Let's see what Darren likes in the uh, T rows. He's gone with Kamachi. Kamachi on top for Darren in uh, the T rows three, and it's a special as well to beat one, twelve, and eight. When we come back on the Randwick preview, it's the Quaddy Legs. Stay with us. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge, plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong, myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. The Tab Adelaide Cup. Lou is running. Here we go. Stars will be born at the Tab Adelaide Cup. And racing. Exciting Group 1 Greyhound racing with live music from Mr Buzzy. Food trucks, Tab and Bars trackside. Plus, free kids entertainment. General admission is with gold coin for a great night out. For more info or to check out the hospitality packages, visit greyhoundracingsa.com.au. See you at the Tab Adelaide Cup, Friday, October 6, from 5.30pm. Think of the people who need your support. Gamble responsibly. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket? The, Sorry, but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby league. No, cricket was played first. Soccer's played the most. No, but... The, the well, the world would argue yeah. it's swimming. We ski almost no as much as cricket. Sport is our sport, and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab. We're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 
need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to the show, Racing HQ Saturday. We are up to the Quadrella legs at Ramwick today, previewing this big meeting. It was Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley this morning. And race number seven is the new seven stakes. And Andrew Hurley's got the market. Yeah, so formerly known as the George Mayer, a pretty good lead-up uh, generally from the Epsom. What about the honour roll? Enemo, very elegant. Uh, Winks won it three times. Go back to uh, shootout, Sincero, more joyous. Yeah, good horses race, and it's a good field today. Pericles comes out nine by nine, the deduction. Losers with thinking over, $5.50, went up four forty Wednesday. Uh, Zaki, 360 and solid. 41 for Arapeo. My Oberon, 19. 21, Zarek. Diamel, 101. 15, Hu Yei Mao. We've got Fangirl. It's our favourite. We're 440 Wednesday afternoon. Bang, I'll straight into it. $2.90 for it. Going global, 19. 9.50 for Hinged and $26 uh, Fireburn. Now, Fangirl's been very popular. Note support this morning and they've chipped away at Uye Mel, which is an interesting runner, Duff. Uh, he's an interesting runner, isn't he, Huya Mal here? And he can race closer as well, especially after the scratching <laughs> of Pericles. So those fangirl fans, and I'm one of them, get a little bit nervous now with Zaki getting control out in front, going global can punch up uh, from that inside gate and hinged. We know she's versatile, but I imagine she takes advantage of the fact that there's probably no horse that will want to sit outside the lead here uh, and keep Zaki company in the early and middle stages. Yeah, look, I, I think it's Christmas in October for Zaki. Um, this is his race. He just, the race shape looks beautiful for him. All he has to do is come on from that first up run. I can't see him anything bar him coming on from that where he's got a little bit, had a bit of cleaning up to do. Um, yeah, I think he's the better of the day. Uh, to beat Fair Girl, uh, who obviously is a terrific mare, but a lot has to go right for her today for outside draw going back. And, uh, doing probably uh, having a bit to do who you mild definitely in there he'll be ridden more aggressively today he he's a chance of landing the one one or um if they want to hand up on glowing global or glowing uh, global and uh, think it over he may even find himself chasing zaki here so i think he'll run well uh, might just want 2,000 metres, and how can you leave Think It Over out? He's prime third up now. He he can't do anything bar run well. Very keen on Zaki, 2, 9, 7 and 1. Leon left with Fangirl here, but a little bit nervous in terms of the setup. Uh, but we know she is a great miler. We know she's a fantastic dry tracker. So the fact that uh, what she did there first up in the Wink Stakes, that was four weeks ago, so a little freshen up since then. Uh, 
probably suggests that she's come back as well as ever, doesn't it? That was uh, on a soft track, which is okay for her, but she's even better on a good surface. Two, Zaki, hard to catch. He was the one, probably with the more improvement to come out of the pair there first up, given he just had the one soft trial under his belt, and it's going to be hard to chase down the nine-year-old. One think it over, he looks ready, working his way back to full fitness. I thought he was okay in the Chelmsford there last time out. Third up, nice draw, no excuses. And Zarek, he's another horse that gets a, a dry track today. I think he can improve off his first up run, and that puts him somewhere in the mix. He was absolutely humming along last campaign. Nine, two, one and five. Let's see which way Darren's gone in the seven stakes. He is this way with his selections. Obviously a great race with uh, plenty of angles. He's Team Zaki. Is Darren Flindell two on top to beat one, nine and four. As we move now to race number eight, Gian, it's some race hurls, the shorts over 1,100 metres. And, uh, yeah, hasn't been a topic of discussion right throughout the week. It's an absolute crackerjack race, a mini Everest, if you like. And we could see some significant changes uh, post-race for the Tab Everest, um, depending on the performances of the number of runners. In Secret is our favourite. And she's now at 290, opened up at 360 Wednesday. Let's go back up the top. $10 into 950 today, private eye. Marzu, 19 to 18. It's been easy. It's out from 11. Lost and running, 8 out to 12. Overpass, $6 has not budged. As I said, in secret, went up 360 Wednesday, 270, 290 this morning. Buenos Nodges, $8 to 750. $750 remark out from $6. Ruthless Dame, 19. $12 Hawaii, 5 0. Rocketing by 81, 41 Athletic. Casino Lord, uh, 200 to 1. Now, I can tell you today it has been about in secret, holds the most amount of money, then private eye, and then overpass. Fascinating race. Here it is, isn't it? You see what happens here in the early stages, but overpass, he's going to find the front, he's speedy, drawn one, he's there to make an Everest statement. Athelric, I imagine, is positive from the gate. I don't know if there's a lot to be gained in terms of going back. Hawaii 5-0, uh, they'll be positive intent early. It's just whether he's sharp enough, 1,100 metres to keep in touch. Remark won't be too far away. You'd love to see in secret use the draw and settle down midfield. Then you're looking at horses like Marzu and Lost and Running, who have got speed. Be thinking uh, they'd be looking for a little bit of cover. So, yeah, bring it on. A real tactical affair here, a real tactical affair. Um, potential to go quick, potential to steady up and make it hard for the back markers. The Thelric holds all the aces as far as that's concerned. All she needs is a clean start. In secret, she has got a history of not coming out on terms with them, a big history. So, you know, if she just misses this a neck or something and she gets the hip and shoulder from the big monster here, a Y50, she could be out of play. Uh, I'm dreaming things up here. I'm just looking for things that could go wrong. So I, I just need a clean start and to get into a rhythm for the first two or 300 metres here. And I think with a run under a belt and at 1,100 metres now, with the improvement and the record that she's got on the board, she's the one to beat. I think she's rock bottom odds now in a race like this, but I have to be with her, and she's still a run short for sure. Uh, lost and running, I want to include him at the price. I think John's got him ready to rock and roll. Um, overpass, yep, he's going to be there. Ready to stay. And a lot of nervous connections here with such a big prize. Not so much of winning this race, but putting your name up in lights to get a run in the $20 million race. There's no doubt about it. One or two will be picked up out of this race. So they're, they're all there to 
well, show themselves off. And so Overpass will do that. And Remark is the other one that has to stand up today, along with Bunis Notches, who, stay, uh, who uh, 1,100 metres, he, yeah, he should be fine, but he needs the speed on to, sh- to show his best. So many options and such a confident Joe Pride with Private Eye after a great trial. So there's lots of options, but I go with the tried and true in secret, five, three, four, and 7. Yeah, I'm also pretty confident that she can get the job done today. I loved her return there uh, in the Concord Stakes, and you'd think she can only bounce off that. So I think she gets the right setup to showcase that exceptional turn of foot that we know she's got. So five, three, four, and six, lost and running, does look to be the forgotten horse. He can be very forgiving of what he did last preparation. He had a heavy track there first up, uh, then he went way too fast out in front in the All Age. So pen that. I love the way that he's trolled. Two suggested he can come back and make some kind of statement for overpass. Uh, there will be some intent there with his setup. He'll be screwed. Down, ready to go out in front catch me if you can and he did run second to nature strip in this same race 12 months ago and buenos notchos little knock there 1200 meters back to 1100 mm-hmm. meters but uh, his first up win suggests that he's gone to another level himself so five three four and six darren flindell in the shorts has settled this way overpass number four on top for darren to beat five seven and three Race number nine is the Bill Ritchie, a key Epsom handicap leader. The Epsom winner won it last year, top ranked, and converged number one up the top hills. Yeah, we've got some scratchings here. Skyman, no compromise. Cooker, Racha all come out. Zero deduction. Two by one times square. Democracy manifest. Yeah, it was good yesterday. Uh, two cents the win, zero the place. Lisa Swift converge up the top, three dollars eighty. Twenty-one to twenty-three Irish songs. My whisper, thirty-four. Eight fifty into six fifty for Tamerlane this morning. Arameo seventy-one. Ten dollars Barbie's Fox. Alantia three dollars for three ten makes it favourite. Wild Planet twenty-one. Cuban Royale twenty-three. The Fortune Teller twenty-one. Red in there is at an eleven dollar chance and political debate. It's 17 into 15 this morning. We went up $26 pre-scratchings, and it's the most popular runner in the race today, investment-wise. We also, uh, one of the visitors, Iris Songs from Queensland, has been popular. Uh, Alentia let a lot of punters down last start. Can it bounce back today, Brad? Yeah, I think so. Uh, obviously, it needs a few things to fall into place. She'll find her feet and hit the line, so she'll have to chase down the likes of, of Tamerlane, who probably gets a relatively comfortable time on top of the speed. You've got Converge, who might apply some degree of pressure, but it doesn't look like a high-pressure race. So that's a little query with her, but she was so dynamic first up, wasn't she? So if she bounces back to that level of form, she will take holding out. But I wouldn't say this is high pressure, uh, as I just said there, Duff. Yeah, that's her main problem, because that's what Border Run done last time. Um, wide, no cover sprint home um, very forgivable um, so it, it could be the same today I just think this is such a beautiful race for Converge here hopefully he comes out cleanly and takes up some sort of a position, five runs all at group one level and excuses along the way last time in, so I know he hasn't won in a long time but this is a very winnable race for him and I think he's trialling well enough to win Carmelane's going to run you an absolute ripper from up near the lead I know uh, this is a hard race for him to resuming, but he goes so, so well fresh, and he has raced 
shape and map in his favour here. No knock on the ability of Valentia, just a lot's got to go right for her as far as getting that little bit more speed than it is on paper, which is a chance when everyone sees these races um, um, a few more kick up, like I think political debate will kick up from an inside draw, that's why you're seeing Singh uh, support there, and there, there could be one or two others there and Regina's the other one, barriers two and three, they can race closer, but I'm 1811, and I'm going to throw in six my whisper. They'd be just plotting home well uh, there late. I think she's trialling well, and she's a better mare than what we saw last preparation. So, one, eight, eleven, and six. Yeah, converge on top for me as well. The dry track is key to him, isn't it? He loves uh, dry services. That's typically when we see the best of him. So, top ranked won this race twelve months ago with fifty nine and a half kilos, and. Uh, converges out to do something similar with the 59. So a couple of nice trials. He's got a depth of form that his rivals can't match here. Uh, you look at his form through last campaign, only been half a length by Animo and Fangirl and a George Ryder and didn't have a lot of luck there in Queensland uh, with form behind. Think about it. Eight, Tamerlane. Catch me if you can. He gets on-speed favours here, so I'm leaning towards getting the map right. I like him first up 1,400 metres, and he's just a horse that continues to improve every campaign. His record over this trip uh, is very good. Nine cracks at it for three wins and four minors. Alentia, where does she fit in? Uh, we're going to find out today, but this race has been a pretty good benchmark for a race like the Epsom in the past. So if she comes out and makes some kind of statement, uh, she'll be hard in the market for a race like that. She can bounce back. And 16, Redina. So he returned to Gelding last time in. He, he did win three of his, his last four starts before spelling. Dry track, nice gait, no weight. Yeah, I can see him running a race as well. 1, 8, 11 and 16. Darren in race number nine has gone this way with his selections. Converge for uh, Brad and Darren sides that way as well. Number one on top to beat 11, 8 and 17. To the last we go at Ramwick, race number 10 over 1,200 and Andrew Hurley has the market. And deductions here, zero, but Cavalier Charles, Vienna Princess, Sam Paper, Diamond Dealer, Munitions and Kabling are all having the day off. We've got Cote, or Cotier up the top, 12 to 11, 23 Pizarro, Estero 21 to 34, Prometo 51, Caboo our favourite, been popular all week, 225 to 240 this morning, 51 Dynamic Impact, LIN 31, Kyobe $9, uh, 34 Brosnan, Friendless out from 18, 26 to 34 Dalcini, Atmosphere 19, 11 to 16 Pioneer River, Dalala, 41 to 34, and Garza Blanca, 420 into $3.60. So pretty much only got eyes to these top two in the market late on the program. It's actually the last. Yeah, now he's made the field. What do you have? 48 scratchings to get in, but here he is. Garza Blanca, uh, the market has found him, hasn't it? So looking at speed, Kaboo, uh, there'll be intent there. What else happens? Could atmosphere be close? You'd think Cote uh, just takes a trail behind Kaboo. I don't know what they do with Dalalat today. Uh, he's a little bit versatile. Piney River, probably other speed influence stuff. Yes, it's um, a good little race, um, differing opinions here. I, I personally, I think, even though I think he's a really good horse, Kaboo, I just think he's taking up too much of the percentage here uh, with a couple of other nice horses in the race. And although that's getting e it's evening out now with Garza Blanco, I love this horse. I know he's got little issues here, how he fits in in the, in the run, and where he gets to and how much work he's got to do. But surely he's... Uh, I, I just love the way he... He went about his work last start. He, he was uh, heavily backed and certainly beat first up uh, prior to that. I know they were only benchmark 78s, and here we are on a strong 88. But I want to be with him. 
rather than against him. I reckon he's massive odds here, Cote. Um, Why is he so long, Duff? I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. I, he I'm should not saying he should be five or anything, but it, I mean, eleven dollars each way. I think that's a bet. It's a bet for sure. So, back one save the other for me. Uh, Kaboo, no knock. I think he's was highly talented, but I reckon he's going to be better when he gets over a little bit further. But although he's got racing style as far as gate speed, and best of the rest is Kaobi. Another one, big wraps on him, and uh, new preparation. See what he's got to offer. Some. Some highly touted horses here. Um, I'm with 20 to beat 1, 6 and 9. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Kaboo. I'm not going to back him right now. I think we will get better than the current $2.40, but uh, he's got so much upside, this horse. I've only seen him a handful of times. I like what he's done to date. Uh, you cast your mind back to his three-year-old preparation. And he would have been one of the favourites in the Golden Rose. Had he got there, we only saw him once last prep, and although he went down, uh, I don't think he lost too many, ad- too much admiration there. Uh, went second to Iona Merck, giving away weight. Big gaps through the field. Uh, yeah, I think he's ready to, to rock and roll here. First up, listening to the stable, 20 Gaza Blanca. The wind was better than it reads there on paper last time out. He's a horse that we know is already up and running, and he ca- can run a blistering closing splits. One Cote, yeah, I tend to agree that he probably shouldn't be double-figure odds. He's still a, a work in progress and maybe his own worst enemy, but four trolls should knock that freshness out of him, and seven dynamic impact. On the topic of freshness, uh, he's a horse that has a good first-up record, and he'll charge late. 6-2, uh, 6-20, 1-7, and seven, I should say. Let's see what Darren comes home with here in the last. Cote for Darren, number one on top to beat 20, 16 and 6. Ron Duffercy, your best for Randwick. Uh, Zaki. Um, I think Zaki, a good horse, good price, good jockey, good bet. So race seven, number two, Zaki. And I think Brad and I agree on the best roughy. Yeah, that's Osbred Flirt. You have a good day, Duff. Thanks for your help this morning. See you, guys. There he goes, Ron Duffercy, Brad Gray. Yep, Osbred Flirt, feeling a bit flirty today on a Saturday morning, but best for me, race eight, number five, in secret, uh, as she marches towards an Everest. I loved her first up run. I think she can only build off that, but best roughly race four, number eight, Osbred Flirt each way. Race four, number eight is uh, Osbred Flirt. You have a great day too, Brad. Thanks, fellas. There he goes, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley. Best back runner on the card comes up in the second now into 2.50, uh, Luke. And I refer to once again my girl. He's been off the charts this morning. And obviously since we've been on air, it was $3. Jockey's challenge this afternoon, Jason Collett, 2.20, 4.40, Zach Lloyd, 4.60, Karen McAvoy. Then go to any other jockey option, 11, 13, Regan Bayless, Adam Veronimus, 14, at Schofield, 18, and Nashville Willer at 21. Now... Home of the Saturday quaddy is Tab, Ramwick and Flemington. Uh, missed by just one leg. You got bonus bet back up to $50 available. Uh, one per person on your first quaddy bet placed on the Tab app website. And Ramwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm today. Races one to six. Place a win bet. If your horse runs second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. Remember, you win some, you lose more. Free and confidential support. Call 1-800-858-858. Thanks, Hurls. Chat to you later. All right, mate. See you soon. There's Andrew Hurley. Speak to him after 10 o'clock for Behind the Gates. Melbourne preview next to our Sky Racing viewers. That's where you leave us. The coverage of Racing HQ continues on Sky Sports Radio. 
Winter is over and spring racing is heating up across the Sunshine State. Queensland will be racing, pacing and chasing for pink this September with the return of Sky Racing Pink Ribbon Race Week. The Pink Field Week is bigger with great racing and fundraising to be held at the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast and Albion Park Braze and Harness. Each code will host its own Pink Ribbon Race feature, raising vital funds in the fight against breast cancer. Don't miss the action as our industry supports the National Breast Cancer Foundation. For more details, check out racingqueensland.com.au. At TAB, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet with the TAB app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. TAB. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge. Plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. Introducing the Car Sales Car of the Year, the all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6, Car Sales Car of the Year. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management gives you the skills for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Open up unique opportunities across the world in racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health and marketing. There are even pathways to higher academic study. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine to discover why our students have such impressive employment prospects and love this course so much. Sydney Everest Carnival arrives in style at Rose Hill Gardens for a golden day of Group 1 racing, featuring the $1 million Kia Golden Rose Stakes. Revel in a dazzling kaleidoscope of fun, food and fashion. Kia Golden Rose Day, September 23 at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. 24-hour fold cover for 24-hour-a-day peace of mind. Options for life-saving surgery cover and the extended fold policy until the 2025 yearling sales or with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. Sports Report. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket? And the, Sorry, but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby no, league. Cricket was played first. Soccer's played the most. No, but the, the, well, the world would argue yeah. swimming. We serve more than we Sport is our sport, and it's all better on the tab app. Tab. We're on. You win some, you lose more. For
Isn't it time you got away from it all? Time to recharge with an Ambassador Travel Racing Getaway. Time to discover the magic of the Granite Belt Wine Country and head to the Stanthorpe Cup this October with Ambassador Travel and the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. Your tour includes visits to historic Lyndhurst Stud, the beautiful Ballandina State Winery and the spectacular Queen Mary Falls National Park. Plus, country racing at its best for Stanthorpe Cup Day. Call Ambassador Travel today on 07 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management gives you the skills for a rewarding career in the equine industry. Open up unique opportunities across the world in racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health and marketing. There are even pathways to higher academic study. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine to discover why our students have such impressive employment prospects and love this course so much. Pick your favourite Kia from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Sydney Everest Carnival arrives in style at Rose Hill Gardens for a golden day of Group 1 racing featuring the $1 million Kia Golden Rose Stakes. Revel in a dazzling kaleidoscope of fun, food and fashion. Kia Golden Rose Day, September 23 at Rose Hill Gardens. Book now at theracers.com.au. 24-hour foal cover for 24-hour a day. Peace of mind. Options for life-saving surgery cover and the extended foal policy until the 2025 yearling sales, all with HQ's renewable extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1-6 to six at Ranwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. 24-hour foal cover for 24-hour-a-day peace of mind. Options for life-saving surgery cover and the extended foal policy until the 2025 yearling sales, all with HQ's renewal extension clause. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more. Be sure, insure with HQ. In a moment, the traffic. A smart man once said, remember, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. So remember, today, buy a bottle of Windy Peak wine for the guests coming tomorrow. Here's the traffic. If you want loads of features, five years cap price servicing and a seven-year unlimited kilometre warranty, visit Sutton's Homebush GWM Havel with over 100 vehicles for immediate delivery. In Sydney at Normanhurst, the M11 North Connects Tunnel truck breakdown northbound. Lines are on the flash in Leichhardt, Marion Street at Hawthorne Parade. Brisbane and Newstead road works affecting both ways on Evelyn Street. It's closed between Creswell Street and Breakfast Creek Road diversions in place. Need a compensation lawyer? Then choose lawyers a lawyer would choose. Carol and O'Day lawyers are trusted law experts. Search Carol and O'Day lawyers today. I'm Luke Germain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Interstate Form Preview brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? 
Racing HQ Saturday. It is about to go nine past nine. Good to have your company. Flemington preview time. Good for True Rail. Ten races. Mark Hunter's on the line. So too is Warren Huntley. Let's say good morning to Mark firstly. How have you found this meeting, Mark? Good morning, everybody. It's a cracking meeting down here. We've got a huge field. We've got an absolutely glorious day on the best racetrack in Victoria. So looking forward to it. What a time to be alive, mate. Um, how's it walked? No, I didn't, get, I didn't actually waste my time this week because um, Liam's had the perfect week weather-wise. He's had no wind to upset the watering and it would have been just a complete waste of an hour of my time because the track will play beautifully as it always does. So I saved the drive across town. How good's that, mate? Uh, Warren Huntley's with us as well. How are you, Warren? What a meeting this oh, is. It's a fantastic meeting. Look, your quality right throughout the card. We get to see Amelia's Jewel. We get to see... Mr. Brightside again, King's Gambit down here. It's just a, a day littered with highlights. Oh, I can't wait to see what you guys do with her in race eight. Amelia's jewel. She's polarised opinion this week. Andrew Hurley's back with us for these markets and hurls. We kick it off in race number one over 1,100 metres. It's a benchmark 78. We have strong betting meeting right across the card. And we start with the first classic. Kenny comes out zero deduction. Jean Valjean, five by six. Loses us up the top with Red Hot Nick. $11 specking early. $16 was bad about it. 550 is six dollars cause for concern. William Thomas 23 to 19. Dos Raki 31. 12 dollars our last cash. Simply off, optimistic 151. 34 for Colesridge. Casuto 10 dollars into 950. 201 my mate Sunny. Uh, Little Miss Kubi 9 dollars into 8 dollars. 19 for Real Life. Oracle Sun 21. Our favourite is Booze. Uh, it's four sixty to five dollars. Standoff eighty one nineteen. Albanium I am, and Skidamarink down the bottom six dollars and has been solid right throughout the trade. As far as investment is concerned on this race today, it is booze and then for Suto at that nine dollar fifty quote spring well back. Lead us off here, Mark. <laughs> Uh, it's a tough race, Luke. I'll go number eight for Suto, who comes off a break, having trialled really well recently. We've seen it run well down the straight. It draws gate one. But it's got our last cash in two who's got speed. So perfect one to follow here for Benny Mellon. We'll go with Fasuto to win to beat 18 Skidamarink. Skidamarink is a winner. It's trialled OK coming back for this. Two cause for concern. Just in the wrong part of the track last time. Had a little freshen up. And then 10 Little Miss Cuby who got back at the valley on a day where you couldn't make ground. The run was OK. It's much better placed here. You can go forward and give you a good sight. Eight to follow the speed run well. Eight, 18, two and 10. A little bit concerned that Mark's been a fan of William Thomas throughout his career and doesn't include him in his numbers, but around about the $19, and he has trimmed up with a nice jump out between runs, a forgettable run on the synthetic track last start. I thought it in an even race. That was a, a, a way to play, number three, William Thomas, each way here. Three ahead of 13, Buse, who was just held up at a crucial stage. Last preparation could have easily, or last run, could have easily won that race. His two runs since being gelded have been terrific. Cause for concerns, had a freshen up since running a stronger race and arguably in the wrong part of the track last start. And Red Hot Nick had a forgivable run, trap wide first up, strip fitter, has been effective down the straight before 3.13, 2 and 1. That's race number one at Flemington. We move on to race two, and this is over the 2,500 metres. And Bonnie Ezra comes out, zero deduction along with protection money, zero. Queen takes king, two cents to win. Loses us up the top with Serpentine, Ben Mellon, Gay and Adrian, $4, $5 interpretation, point Nepean at 81, $11, Alhambra Lab, Stafford Lab, 101, 151, State Squad. 
Shaha is a 2.30 firm favourite into the 2.50 this morning, mostly cloudy, 13. United Nations, 7.50 and Farago at $51. Very popular here, Shaha, number eight, Jamie Carr. He's not a bad stayer, this horse, Warren. He's been explosive two wins at 2,000 metres since being here, Luke. So he's got to now stretch it out to the 2,500 metres. Not saying that he can't. And uh, the blinkers went on and he was terrific last start. He's trialled with that gap between runs. I'm with number two interpretation here. who gets to 2,500 metres on a big track. I know he'll be suited at the, the 2,500 metres. He's had a couple of gentle runs in the right part of the track at the Valley to season him up for this two each way. For me, head of HAR, who may well blow them away, but that price probably want to see it out beyond 2,000 metres here since arriving in Australia. Ten United Nations comes through a weaker race and, and was in the right part of the track, but some really good weight relief here from inside draw with Craig Williams aboard. Looks a stayer of some promise, and Serpentine will be up there on speed giving a sight like that first up run. Two, eight, ten and one. You don't like this race, uh, don't trust most of them. I'll go with number five, Alhambra Lad, who's up in grade, but racing really consistently. Had a couple of jump outs since that last run. Goes forward, probably parks on Serpentine, who looks like controlling the race. So Alhambra Lad will get every chance to beat number one, Serpentine. Should find the top from gate three. Should then dictate the race, ran well enough first up. Two interpretation, two runs back have been good. Has to go back to get in here, but running on strongly. And HAR... Those two wins, as Warren said, at 2,000 metres, in between that, a failure at 2,500. I just want to see it run the distance and, and uh, put that on the board. I'll go 5, 1, 2 and 8. That is race number two at Flemington. Race three on the program, over 1,400 metres. Scratch number one, King Magnus, and the Queenslander, Hurls, and Tino. He heads south. Yeah, oh, he's got the pick of fences next to his name. Once it had nine starts, eight wins in the minor. Deductions for King Magnus, uh, three by three. And Tino at two dollars forty, two thirty this morning. Three thirty now, two ninety. Detonated Jack Colino six dollars, fifteen to seventeen. Nicole Nicolini Vito. Ogawa is a twelve dollar chance, seventy one. Superior climbing star ten dollars, thirty four to forty one. Party Princess and blow in is a fifty one dollar chance. Yes, a good race. Uh, and Tino holds a nod in front of Detonated Jack. It's going to. Be, Interesting to see what price these uh, they start respectively. All right, uh, race number three, Mark. How did you see this Queensland horse and Tino's chances? Hard to beat, Luke. It's, it's a messy race here. There's no speed. Um, Antino can be a bit sticky away, draws one, but we'll then go forward and find a spot. I'm going to tip number three, Detonator Jack. It's had the one run back from the spell. I thought took off too early at Caulfield, made a long run, was just beaten. It's trialled well since, gets Jamie Carr... It's got a wide gate, and I don't know where it slots in, so we just need some luck early here to beat number two, Antino, who may well win. Recent trial against those good Queensland sprinters was good. Uh, gets a nice run from the barrier. Number six, Ungawa. Come back from a spelling good form, Ungawa, and it's one who can hold a spot from a good gate and get a good run. And then four, Kalino. I thought ridden upside down two ago. Ridden quite a last time, ran well. If they ride it, which I would assume they'd ride it the same way here, then it's got a sticky gate to um, contend with. So a messy run race. I'll go three, two, six, and four. I'm going to go with Antino. He's uh, obviously building a really good record. He's a high-class horse. He's trialled well. He's up there with a 59.5 kilos, but I think his performances probably justify that. So two for me. He had a three-detonator jack. He trialled well going into that first up run. Maybe the trip was just a bit short for him. He's trialled well since out to 1,400 metres suits. 
for Colino. Probably ends up back in the field from that draw. Will be strong late. It's been racing very well this preparation and arguably right through the career. And six from Gawa, whose form ties in with Detonator Jack from that first up run, suited stepping up to 1,400 metres also. Two, three, four, six. That's race number three at Flemington. We go now to race four. And this over 1,100 metres. And excited to see uh, King's Gambit down there, Hurls. I know he'll be high up in the betting. Yeah, punters are pretty excited about seeing it this morning as well. It's $3.40. Barber comes out, uh, four by five, the deduction. Uh, 10 to $8, Arkansas Kid. Three forty, three thirty this morning, King's Gambit. Buddy's popular. 23, the instructor. Mar Harbour is a $17 chance. 5.50, I am unstoppable. Lakota Fire, 16. 17, Mexico, went up 26 for it. 34, Henman. Archo Nacho, uh, 13. $9 for Kadinsky Abstract. That's an interesting runner. And Pivot City, uh, $5 to 5.50. Intriguing race. It certainly is, Warren. Which way for you? I'm with King's Gambit. This is a terrific race, uh, an intriguing race, as you said. Three, for me, like the way he's trialled up, he created a huge impression on debut down here in Victoria, and it perhaps didn't quite live up to, to some of the early hype, but he didn't run poorly at all, competing in the absolute elite of the two-year-old races, like the way he's trialled up. Three, at a five, Mahaba, who's also competed at the elite level as a two-year-old. Gee, I think he's trialled up well. He'll be strong late at 1,100 metres here. 12 Pivot City comes through a, a more low-profile form line, but then some great late sectionals, just terrific performance winning on debut. Kept fresh since then, has trolled up really well. He, he could be a horse that measures right up and six-iron unstoppable fitter for one run back from a spell and uh, a horse is really building a, a good profile himself. That was his only defeat and he was narrowly beaten by Cylinder at form of strong. 3, 5, 12 and 6. Yeah, King's Gambit for me. I think the uh, the time we saw him down here, he left a huge impression. And then, obviously, the slipper third was a terrific run. Recent trial, you can't go much better. So I think he's the one to beat, to beat number five, Mahaba, who, if you take away that 1,400-metre heavy track run in Sydney, the drive form's terrific, chasing down Shinzo a couple ago, and Mahaba's trial, great. Six am unstoppable. Home really well first up to Cylinder, and then 11, Kandinsky, abstract, who just got a long way back last time, and... Found it too tough to make the ground up. Three, five, six, and eleven. Yeah, you can improve for sure. Kandinsky abstract today as we go to race number five at Flemington, and uh, Andrew Hurley's got the market here. The fifth race is the Exford Plate over fourteen hundred metres. Some people call me is the only scratching two cents the win leaves us with La Zebra at the top. Sixteen to fifteen, twenty six dollars. Make a call. Introducing on the back up eight fifty forty one surprise coming. Gangitano is 17. Uh, what about the uh, naming of it? Uh, it's by Colosimo. Well, written by uh, Stams Colosimo, Gangitano in the Underbelly series. Anyway, I digress. Mojave Dessert is a, or Desert, eight, $8 chance. Nine fifty Griff. It's been easy since the market opened. We went up $6. 61 Deadly Press. SK, 21. 31 King of Fighters. Gallant Prince, 41. 101 Nearing Liberty. Double Glaze at 126 and Legacy's very popular. 215 into 210, Adachi 13. Legacy's very popular. Obviously comes out of that uh, V8 race. How did you handle this race, Mark? Legacy's currently pretty short here. Yeah, it's the one to beat. I think there's a couple of ripping value chances. They will tip Legacy's, who we saw win at 1400 before a spell. Came back over the shorter trip, ran well, fitter. Good speed here, good draw to park. 
somewhere six, seventh there with Jamie Carr and blending at the right time. So Legacies is the one to beat, but two really good value chances for mine. Number 10, SK, I think, has got a great hope. It, and first up at the Valley, never handled that track for one step. Come around the turn, wobble, dropped out. Once it finally balanced up, it was roaring through the line. I think it'll go much better here. Home track, big track, 1,400 metres. And also number 16, Nadachi, who I thought trolled terrific going to that first up run. Just had absolutely no luck. It's a beautiful run for D-Lane. So 15 to beat 10 and 16. And next best, number 8, Griff, who has to run a strong 1,400 metres, but gets a cheap run from the draw, which will give it every chance to do that. 15, 10, 16 and 8. Keen on 15, Legacy's here. She's building a really good record. Her first up run is very good behind V8. I've got no doubt she'll train on improve from that 1,400 metres on a spacious track with reasonable speed in the race. Just looks a, a lovely assignment for 15. Legacy's like her, ahead of seven. Mojave Desert, who just held up at a crucial stage first up. I thought he did a great job to pick himself up, build momentum and, and be coming again through the line. Eight Griff will give a sight riding the speed and put 10 SK. Agree with Mark. Just last little bit of the race through the line was very good first up and, and 1,400 metres on on a track like Flemington. A nice progression for SK. Keen on 15, bit of 7, 8 and 10. OK, 15 on top there for Mark. Uh, let's go to the next, which is race number six. And this is a listed race, Hurls, the, uh, up the straight, 1,100 metres. Yeah, and Skirt the Law's been popular this morning. It's $4, but it's a pretty wide-open market. We've got uh, Nova coming out, 2 by 2 3 by 5 Cigar Flick. Intermedia, zero deduction. Moesha, uh, zero deduction. Steel City, a $9 chance. It's opened up at 8 50 this morning. 380, 390. Now, $4 skirt law, but most popular dollar wise. So, I'll tear 14 to 16. $10 into $8. Appen Girl went up 15 for it. 71, Princess to Hello. Show Royale, 126. Good support, Street and Angel this morning. 750 to $6. She's all shenanigans. Uh, 17 to do 21, 41. Zambanenko, Tis Enough, 51. 126, Claymore Mine. Rosa Shalaha, 151. 550, Estri Ella. Sicilian, 16 to 17. 126, Hill Queen. Fragile Love, $12. Shahiva, 23. 151, Picky. And Celestial Storm, 81. And Katahula, 151. Good luck, that match calling. Yes, about 140 horses in the race. Is there what? Um, a Warren Still City trialed against some pretty handy ones her last trial. Yeah, one of a number of winning chances in this race, but I'm defaulting to Skirt the Law, who comes through the, the Charmstone form line. You can argue that she was caught in an inferior part of the track on that occasion, and uh, I thought she ran well, and her overall form's terrific. Three, to me, ahead of 15, Estrella, who comes down from Sydney with some really strong SP profiles and some good performances to her credit. Crossover noseband goes on. She'll make her own luck. Eight, Stretton Angel, there's no ceiling on her. Her debut was terrific, and then she was able to, to win at her next start. No trial or jump out, but maybe that's the way she goes best, just nice and fresh, and the booking of Jamie Carr could easily be a positive lead there. 16, Sicilian, who brings also the Charmstone form line. She'll make her own luck somewhere near the speed. I, I thought she was another one of many chances outside the, the top one or two. Steel City would certainly fit that category. 3, 15, 8 and 16. 
Elgon 15 Mystery Ella. I think we get a, a little form line there for being far too good for Sicilian on debut. Uh, last couple of runs good. The Group 2 Silver Shadow ran well beyond Autumn Ballet. Kamachi third. So Estrella to measure up here and win to beat number three, Skirt the Law, who drew inside at Caulfield, probably cost of the race. The fence was cast and just had to work its way away from the rails, which I think cost it the race. Third pick, number five, Appen Girl down from Queensland. Looks to be going really well. And 19, Fragile Love. I only want a Bendigo, but geez, it won well, and I'm sure it can measure up to a race like this. Other chances as well, I'll go 15, 3, 5, and 19. Race 7, Flemington, the Maccabi Diva at Group 1 level. What price is he now, Hurls, Mr Brightside? Yeah, 185 has been very popular all week. Only a small field, intriguing race. Uh, we went up to 15. It didn't last long, Mr Brightside. 185 this morning. Alligator Blood, $4. Spanish Mission, 51. Aegon, 23. Princess Gobwadi, 26. 13 uh, for Osipanko. 480 down the bottom, Princess Grace. Uh, Maccabi Diva Stakes, wasn't she an absolute champion? I actually think some people, uh, when we talk about champions, I wouldn't say overlooked, but just don't realise how good she was. Cox Plates, Australian Cups, of course, the three um, Melbourne Cups, absolute champion. No doubt about it, Hurls. Um, Mark, a tumultuous week for Craig Williams. Can he get Mr Brightside home here? And I guess, I mean, how do they beat him, really, if he turns up at his best? Well, Alligator Blood's done up before. I think... Um they're the two main ones. I think they've just got an edge on Princess Grace. I'll, I'll go Mr. Brightside. He had had the run fitness head start on Alligator Blood last time at Caulfield. He covered the ground three wide, and he was too good. So I'll go with him, but I don't think it's completely clear, clear cut. I think Alligator Blood will be ridden more aggressively today to find the top, control the race with that run under its belt. We've seen it do it before at Flemington. It's going to be very hard to run down. Seven, Princess Grace. We've got to have some chance. Wasn't far behind them last time. It rolls forward. I think they sit one, two, three. You can't see anything making ground from the back. Fourth pick, number six, Osipenko, who was very one pace last time. Extra distance suits, but I think they'll, they'll have dash it from the front. So one, just from two, one, two, seven, and six. Yeah, they look the horses to control the race, and the market's pretty stable now. One, two, seven, and six also for me. I can see Mr. Brightside. Stalking alligator blood, and with that additional run under the belt, uh, when Ollie pushes the button, alligator blood will give a kick, and it'll take a good effort from Mr. Brightside, but he's just got that great will to win, and I think he'll get past alligator blood again. I thought Princess Grace will be ridden in the first three, and she looks at the obvious other must include chance of a pretty skinny body at Flemington today, and Aegon stable mate to Princess Grace next best for me. One, two, seven, six. Race number eight at Flemington today is the Let's Elope Stakes over 1,400 metres, and we can't wait to see this West Australian mare on the eastern seaboard here, Hurls, Amelia's Jewel up the top number one. Yeah, probably the most interesting run-up pretty much throughout the country today. Tars need the only deduction to about champions. Let's Elope certainly was. She was a beauty. Amelia's Jewel, now 185 $8 see you in heaven. Shuffle Dancer, 61 Cast, 11 $12 Foxy Friday. Rocha Arataki's 950, 21 Papillion Club, El Patroness 151, 61 Sparkle, Elusive Express 41, 18 Torazine, Pride of Jenny 17, Mapali 61, Life Lessons $23. I only have eyes for Amelia's Jewel. I'll tell you what, the uh, multi of Mr. Brightside and into Amelia's Jewel at $3.42 has been quite popular as well. 
So race eight here, Warren. Tell us about barrier 14 from the 1,400 metre start here that Amelia du Amelia's dual faces. Well, it's far from ideal, particularly early in a campaign. They're not far off getting onto a bend, and it's a wide, sweeping bend around the, the circle at Flemington. So I would think she's had to be ridden conservatively, which is generally her racing style. Um, 1,400 metres first up from a good draw might have created some more options, but uh, I think she's going to have most of the field in front of her, and it could be hard in mouth stuff with horses and tactical advantages and a good degree of talent um, settling well ahead of her. But I do think she's good enough to, to overcome those challenges. One, Amelia's Jewel had a two see you in heaven. I think fits the category of a horse that will have a tactical advantage, a good degree of talent. Craig Williams will have a plan to put her into a spot and, and potentially expose any chink or produce some bad luck for Amelia's Jewel. And then horses coming through a run behind Benedetta, and I'd expect that form to hold up the next race, both Papillon Club and Rate to Arataki. I think they've both got good trifecta first four place chances, thinking they'll improve out to the 1,400 metres here. One, two, seven, six. Yeah, I'll take number one, Amelia's Jewel, but I certainly wouldn't be having it one out. It draws... That outside gate you mentioned, I can't see where it possibly fits in other than going right back to get in. Uh, there's not much tempo in the race, so it's going to have its work cut out, but obviously it's the best mare in the race. To beat number six, Road to Arataki, who I think will go terrific. It ran well from the back first up at Caulfield. We've seen it go forward at Flemington and win before. It'll 